And we're live. Welcome back, everybody. So good. Hello. To oh, another Jesus. episode, Top Shelfers Podcast. <laughs> Hope you guys are uh, enjoying the amount of content you're getting today. <laughs> it's been a wild day. Yeah, it's been a long one. Um, James and Sarah are back. I'm excited because we left off at somewhat of a cliffhanger. I don't even remember what it was, so you're um, going to have to remind me. <laughs> so we went through, we heard a lot about James's life. Hi. Obviously building up to the vape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> vape incident. But then we were going to get into kind of like you growing up here and then where we're at where today. Where we're going. <laughs> um, now to preface for anyone listening... Um, there's a baby here. He would say hi, but he's kind of hidden. Yeah, he's kind of hidden. <laughs> he's dope. His name is Raiden, and he does get loud, so... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we might have to disappear and handle some stuff, Yeah. but by the way, thank you for the dope toy. It is super yeah, adorable. Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny on that toy. It has a... a uh... She straight up just called it a ball. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the bottom where, where the strings the connected, stitch, yeah. yeah. And it does have a butthole. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Can I see it real quick? Yeah. So, so I can show it. She wanted to make sure. It's like a dope reptar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she crocheted all of it. It's Dude. so cute. Way to Somebody go. needs to teach me how to do that. I know. That's what I'm saying. I want to learn how to crochet, too. <laughs> Get baby Yoda's galore. Right. <laughs> But she did ensure that it's all safe. There's nothing except, you know, the string, string and <laughs> the fuzz that's in the inside. Yeah, he's a baby. <laughs> Hi, dude. You're not sleeping, so you might as well sit up. Wibble wobble. <laughs> Dang it. Just going to bash your head on it. I know it. <laughs> Next time if he comes back, I'll have to set up the second camera so there's a baby camera. <laughs> <laughs> I can just bring him over, but yeah. And he's not sleeping now. He'll hang out eventually. Yeah. So, um, there's also a nice little, well, I don't know if it's nice. I mean, nice in my opinion of you, but there's a little update in Sarah's life that happened not too long ago. With what? A certain character within her life that is no longer here. Oh, so the mother that I talked about? Yeah. She died. Oh, no shit. Yeah, up and died. <laughs> I was told it was cancer, then I found out, no, it was not, in fact not cancer. She had heart problems, and her body just filled up with fluid, and she died before her medicine could take care of it. <laughs> oh, wow. Very true. Thank you. Appreciate it. Don't really care. Don't know that I do. I don't know. I don't know if I do or don't care, but... <laughs> All right. I mean, that's crazy, because I think, actually, where we... Close to where we left off last was... When you guys found out that your moms were friends. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last time that you had talked to yours was at my grandma's birthday party yep. that she came to with my mother. Yeah. <laughs> which so is just a whole bass backwards. <laughs> which is just like, I mean, small world. After obviously. that, that had us, I was sitting there going, could we possibly be related? Like, this is weird. <laughs> I mean, at that point. Got a baby. <laughs> he's fine. It yeah, doesn't fine. happen. He's fine. <laughs> he just twitches. <laughs> right. That's okay. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, definitely. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I just got weird. a message. I just got told. Uh, so, or my sister, I, my mom had a daughter. 
And she just posted on Facebook. She's like, now that I've notified all the family, I want to let everybody know my mom died. And I'm over here like, <laughs> I am from her, so I didn't know what happened. Right. <laughs> so I was like, did you mean Barbara? <laughs> Question mark. Like, she's like, yes. Okay. I went to the funeral because I guess mm. I felt like I should go. Yeah. Everybody wanted to meet the baby anyway, so here we go. In a way, it was closure. I guess. I don't feel she got what she wanted out of it. But I didn't get to ever say anything I wanted to say to her. Right. <laughs> still, like, obviously it's a salty part of her life, but I feel like now it's, even though it is what it is, she didn't get the closure she wants. She can kind of move forward with that animosity, anger, emotion, whatever. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, it's definitely like, you know, I think everyone has it. I don't want to say everyone, but there's definitely people in everyone's lives that you kind of wish, like, wish I would have said this. Mm-hmm. Like, I had that with my grandpa in a way. It was vastly different. Like, he had had a lot of uh, health problems, and mm-hmm. he wasn't really mentally there. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish that I would have said and done things before yeah. he ended up passing away. But for me, it definitely felt like, though, it was almost like a weight off the back. Right. Like, oh, I don't have to do that in my life now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. that's that's kind of the thing. It's um, where I'm at. Like, yeah, I'm upset that I didn't get to say anything, but also it's kind of like I don't even have to think about it anymore because she's not around to even worry about it. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it, it is what it is. Really, I mean, you can only look at it how it is and continue to live your life how you want to live it whether they're there to influence it or not yeah and you know anyone passing is sad in a way <laughs> you're just weeble wobbling over there dude no nope. nope. it's gonna be too loud um, I guess to go along with that apparently my mother is contacting my grandma a lot more and hopes that Somehow it'll relate back to us. I don't know why the hell she isn't just contacting her directly or even me. I mean, I'm not going to ignore her. I'll answer her, but she keeps trying to, I guess, weasel her way in to, like, figure out about him instead of being, you know, an adult even approaching you. told her, just talk to me. If you yeah, want a picture, I mean, I'll send you a picture. I don't care. Like, just I don't, ask. <laughs> I mean, you're my mom. It's about where it goes. I don't have love necessarily or hate for you at the moment. But I mean, I don't want you around my kid if you're on drugs or not all the way there, but oh, for sure. you can know about him. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. You're a grandma. Get used to it, I guess. I, I don't yeah, know. yeah. I mean, it's, but I mean, it's the reality. Other than that, it's really the whole update with the parental advice there. Um, nothing too crazy we did reach an awesome milestone in our personal life though for uh everybody doesn't know credit sucks ass don't ever fuck it up (laughs) plain and simple but uh 10 years we've been together we've been kind of bouncing place to place and kind of shithole to shithole and recently we moved into an awesome two-bedroom apartment with our space and space for the baby (laughs) It's definitely a killer on the wallet, but it's an awesome milestone to achieve as a couple and as a parent to have 
that kind of not necessarily like home situation but just somewhere to be like look we got this so it's setting him up in the right direction in life right which is definitely what it's about now because that dude is adorable and he's a lady killer. oh yeah for sure but yeah so we live right now moved into ochre hills and magna right off 201 it's an awesome place to live kind of expensive but it's all updated newer shit Right. We got a bottom floor, so no more stairs for this motherfucker. <laughs> well, and on top of that, I think that's like the, you know, that's the stepping stone to what, you know, eventually yeah. could be like getting a home. home. And, yeah, it's definitely that's working in the right direction. Um, as soon as I can work again, I can probably get into getting a loan. Yeah. I just can't work right now because I can't afford yeah. a babysitter. And, yeah. Yeah, for people that don't know, if you're having a kid or intent on having kids, before you do look at childcare, both partners are working. Essentially, what you're gonna look at is for an infant, like a thousand bucks a month. At least. You gotta pay for the childcare and then all supplies they'll need at childcare, and the supplies you'll need at home. So essentially, you're buying double for your kid every week, month, whatever you may be paying. Which is crazy. Yeah, they make and you pay for everything. Like yeah, you have to supply. Childcare for infants and even younger toddlers are it's wild. I think the cheapest we found is seven eighty five a week, and that doesn't include any like extra formula if he's on it, diapers, wipes, whatever your kid may need. And then you also have to send them with everything and hope that you know craziness won't happen. Well, it's just sad to think that like you have a child, right? And for you to be able to both work. You're literally working a job just so yeah. you can, you can pay, pay for, for childcare. That's, that's what exactly I would do if I was working. <laughs> it's just paying for the childcare. That's it. So, yeah, we went from double income, and it wasn't you know necessarily nice, so to speak. Just is a, a decent cushion that we weren't necessarily living paycheck to paycheck and having the stress. But now we're down to my income and little dude, and it's a whole different ball game, man. Whole different stress level, that's for sure. <laughs> I can imagine. Because, like, I think, like, if I were to talk, like, you know. Whoa! <laughs> oh, easy. Dude. He scared himself. <laughs> he tumbled. Tumbled <laughs> down. It wasn't that bad, man. But yes, that is also true. If there's any special needs required, it's more money, but also you gotta find specific specialists or whatever it may be for whatever scenario. It's very true. Well, and, you know, I put myself, like, prior, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I imagine you can attest to that, like, when it's just you and your partner, like, if shit goes bad, like, where one of you are out of work, it's like, well, it's just us, like, I'm sure we could scrape by, but now it's like... Yeah, there's no doubt that whatever happens needs to happen and quick. Okay, we're just yeah, gonna hold so. the baby down. Oh, oh. Binky <laughs> down, bud. Binky down. So, everybody, this is awesome reading. He's the coolest little dude ever. And he's on right now. He uh, he fell down. Fell down about four inches and scared himself. But he's semi-naked because he was just playing in a kiddie pool about an hour ago. <laughs> and he got wet and dad got wet and it was a blast. <laughs> it was a good old time. Yeah. Um, so this was, well not this, he specifically, hi baby man, was kind of a planned yet See what happens. Yeah. 
<laughs> was essentially a lot of our friends were like, oh, we're having kids. And it's like, huh, are we kind of behind the ball on this? Or how does that work? And then we agreed to practice. And about three months into the practice, you know, hit a home run. And there we go. Oh, and I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, because like, you're a couple years older than I am. Yeah. And I think that's right around the perfect time because, you know, when he's 10, you're still going to be, you know, 30s. Yeah. You're still, but you're still going to be like physically like, oh, yeah, oh, I'll keep good. up. It's like, I'm a little fat, but hey, we'll both get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some people when they have their kids like in their 30s. Oh, like, yeah, it's gnarly. You know, they're 10 and they're hitting 40, 45, and yeah. they're like, this kid's fat. Trying to well. slow down and <laughs> life isn't, yeah. My dad, I think he was. On their birth certificate, he was 35. Oh, yeah. My mom was 32. I was an accident, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you weren't an accident. You were just kind of, dad wasn't ready. <laughs> dad was having fun enjoying the practice. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you're talking about practice. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we can practice two months. <laughs> Well, now we can kind of practice. Right? You can still practice. You got nine more months of practice. There's consequences after, but hey. <laughs> Not going to lie, though. Definitely a whole different... I don't even know how to explain it, man. It's crazy. You go through a whole different wall of finding yourself and discovering a whole different meaning and outlook of life. It's It's wild. Yeah, if you don't have kids, it's it's so hard to grasp and explain. Like, all my buddies tried to tell me all that, and just it, you you can't know until you know. It's just one of those things, kind of like you got to see it to believe it type deals. And it's it's wild. You can have the worst day ever or the best day ever, and it can flip flop like that just because your kid is being your kid. If you have a shit day at work, you get home. And, you just see a big old smile, and he's happy to see you. You're like, all right, this is so worth it. Yeah. You can have the greatest day ever. You come home, your kid's mad. You're like, fuck, here we go. Right. right. And then there's mom home with him all day. I'm like, <laughs> she needs a break. You've got, just barely got home, but you need a break already. Don't spit it out again. It's a wild, no wild ride, but it's totally <laughs> worth it, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what everyone says is, like, you have that mental switch of just, like, it's now, and I, I don't even think it's that people are selfish prior to having children, but you kind of are, right? Like, well, yeah, definitely. You know, even like after having a kid, you're still kind of selfish in a way. But you're still thinking, I can do whatever I want. You can't. Yeah, it's, I guess, just more open to the world around you and how you gotta maneuver and navigate now. Cause right. Everything you do involves accounting for taking a kid, you know, going to a restaurant or even just going for a drive to escape the reality of whatever the hell may be going on. Right. You may be enjoying the shit out of your 45-minute cruise, and now your kid's hating the car seat in the back seat. And you're like, well, all right. We had plans to go get lunch, but I guess we're going home. Yeah. So it, it's dope, though, man, and it it brings a whole new perspective to life, and it's it's awesome. Oh. <laughs> He's very good at that game. We're going to be doing this the whole podcast. <laughs> is So let me ask you this. Is it like... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, you... How do I word this? Like, you have... Do you have like that... <laughs> like a, 
obviously you have perspective changes like yeah you know vastly i'm sure do you feel like uh nailed it yeah <laughs> no you can't have that either dude sorry i forgot i kind of i looked at the baby i'm like oh, God, he's cute my brain <laughs> my brain just went smooth <laughs> um perspective changes you were asking about yeah perspective changes but like is it almost natural yeah in a way yeah. it was it's i kind think it's a lot more for it's a lot more for me because obviously i carried him so you know right. i'm already kind of used to another <laughs> thing around you know right so when he came out it was just like nothing to just okay now i'm doing this this is just a natural thing i think for him it's probably harder to adjust to having a little person there so, all the time and there's also a thing, I can't remember the name of it, what they tell you, like, in the hospital. Because you can take, like, um, it's like birthing classes and, like, kind of, like, introductory to having a kid. It's just like going to school all over again. But uh, there's actually this thing, and I can't remember, it's kind of like a personality disorder that you can develop for a short time. It's like a temporary psychological change to where you feel distant from the kid mm. so it, i went through it not yeah, as rough like as a disconnect other almost. people yeah um, a couple of my buddies went through it way hardcore but it's kind of like you're not registering that you know you got a kid now and stuff so it took me probably a good two to three months if i'm being honest to kind of realize like i have a kid now and like i, I made this it's part of me because, I mean, he came out and she was, like, instantly just... The connection they have is... It's crazy. Yeah, motherly instinct is but a real thing. even sure. just, like, you realize, like... Okay, everything's changing. Like, this is going to take up a lot of the affection and everything that you were once getting in a relationship or whatever it may be. But it's also, like, a forever thing now. It's never going to go away. And kind of like after we had him like the first couple nights i was like yeah we got a kid and then just kind of like taking him home and trying to get used to it i was like fuck we have a kid <laughs> right and it's 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 a roller coaster and it's crazy to see the change happen like it does but yeah like i said it took me a while to kind of get used to the fact that like i was a dad and like i made him and he's there with us and it's not just you know a baby kicking in her belly that i can feel and it was weird. I didn't feel like myself for a while, and I kind of felt like it really didn't show, like, emotion the way I should have been, or just, it's hard to explain, but... No, I mean, I kind of get what you're saying, because, like... It throws everything off. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I'm like, I don't even know if there is an emotion for that, right? Because, like, you're... It's a whole new... You just created... Life. The life, like... Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If my hair wasn't up, I would do the fucking straight up thing. But, like, you know, that's not really emotion you can, because it's everything. Right. You know, because I'm joy, happiness, fear, oh, yeah. you know, scared, like, all, like all of it, right? Because, I mean, it's it encompasses so much. Yeah. And, and it's so much different, too, because, I mean, shit, sleep cycles, for instance, the easiest thing to fucking get essentially as a human being it's easy to fall asleep most of the time if you're tired enough and you lay down you're out right but now it's all right 
sleep for a couple hours, baby wakes up, okay, who's doing it? Like, you know what I mean? Now it's not only you you got to worry about, it's you're worrying about the kid. And then once, you know, physiological changes start happening, they get bigger and crazy stuff happens. Like they sleep all the way through the night. Well, now you're not sleeping through the night because you're worried and watching the baby monitor to make sure they're breathing and not fucked up or some shit. And you're like, what's going on? And this one likes to sleep on his belly. So it's like, is his face, is his face turned? Is his face turned? Is his face? <laughs> but... The cool thing though is we got this dope baby monitor on Amazon. I think it was like sixty bucks. It's got like 1080p recording, night vision, and regular shit, and oh, like shit. motion detectors. It's really cool. But I kind of forgot it was color screen, so we put him down for a nap last weekend, and during the day we had like the window open, and I was like, oh holy shit, it's color. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally at night it's just black and white from yeah. the night vision. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's a trip. <laughs> well, I'm sure, too, like, one of the, you know, having a baby, it's like, instead of turning into, like, you know, hey, we got these plans, every day's a day-to-day, hour-to-hour type Oh, yeah, of thing. it's definitely kind of more spontaneous now, for sure. And I'm sure that that takes adjustments, but also, I imagine it's exciting to think, like, all right, we're in the, you know, we're in the baby stage, it's, you know, stressful, time-consuming, but as, like... As he grows, you're gonna get into those stages that are exciting. And, yeah, dude, I can't wait. Know. Nerf battles, wrestling. Oh yeah. <laughs> I already told her when he turns eight, he's getting his first tool set, and I'm taking every ten mil out of it. Dude, life is gonna be. I you're can't gonna wait. learn now. Yeah. Like, even even Dano's kid, because he's oh, yeah. three months older. Like they hang out all the time now, and they're both kind of like, hmm, yeah, what are you type deals? Like, but you a thing? Am I yeah, a thing? and it's, it's crazy to think that even dude, in two years, like, they're going to be talking to each other in, like, full-blown conversations, and yeah. they're just going to be like, dude, could you imagine life any different right now? Like, we're all sitting here drinking a beer in the backyard, and our kids are fucking running around smashing ants or some shit. Yeah. Smashing each wild. other. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, it's cool too, cause like, you know, I imagine like you still as like, as you guys still have things you want to do in your life, but now it's also like, you get to do those things, and he gets to do them. Yeah, it's definitely cool. I mean, I didn't have obviously like the happy-go-lucky life, but like doing cool shit as a kid. So, to me, like Disneyland, even though it's real to me, it was always a fairy tale. Like, I was never going to go. All my friends went. I have friends' parents offered to take me if I could pay for, like, hotels and shit. I was like, dude, I can barely afford anything that isn't ramen for dinner. So (laughs) my parents were off doing their own shit. But now I think about it, and I'm like, just imagine in, like, ten years, saving up a couple grand, taking this kid to go see Disneyland. We got to go when he's, like, five. (laughs) I mean, whatever And then when he's older again, (laughs) so then he can remember. But just, just to know, like... You're gonna be able to provide something that you never had and an experience, you know what I mean? That's a whole different level of like achievement. At least to me in my life. Just I can't wait to like teach him how to work on a car or play a video game for the first time, you know what I mean? It's it's so dope. This kid, not even eight months old, is obsessed with cell phones. And I'm gonna say this because I'm kind of illiterate when it comes to shit. He hid my edge panel on my phone for two months. I just barely got it back like two weeks ago. I had no idea where it went. 
No matter what we did, we couldn't find it. I had to like <laughs> rearrange apps on my phone because I couldn't find shit. And I was like, how did you even do this? <laughs> and now we keep the phone just, locked when he plays with it. <laughs> I think I was watching something on YouTube and the screen went black and I saw a little corner of it and I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. If he sees me on my phone, he freaks out till he can grab it and like look at it and hold it. Chew on it. And like we'll shower and stuff and we'll throw him in his high chair and I'll set the phone up so he can watch like Sesame Street or whatever. Mostly car videos because I'm a cool dad. But <laughs> he'll sit there and just zone out. Like he's super into criminal minds. Yeah, because I watch it all the time. So he just sits there with me and I'll watch it. He won't watch cartoons with me, but he'll watch criminal he'll watch minds. Watch some criminal minds. And see some crazy <laughs> shit. So, I mean, we're either making a serial in the making or he's going to be a Dr. Reed. <laughs> Like, what are we learning here? Some of the episodes, I'm like, you probably I mean, shouldn't way, be watching this. You, but just let me know if you need an alibi. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you can say you hear it from eight to ten. Don't yeah, worry. Exactly. Here, I was here. I know it. You're watching Netflix. It's cool. <laughs> we were watching Criminal Minds. So, can you explain like the? Because like I hear this a lot from parents, and like obviously you know, family right now. But like, can you explain the love you guys have for him yet? No. In a way, yes, because... but in a way, no. So you go and then I'll kind of, because I feel like mine's different than hers. So I'm with him all day, every day. So I'm always there. It's hard to explain it for me because I can't, I can't imagine my life without him anymore. Even though there's days where I still wish that like, you know, I could just, we could just up and go to our friend's house because we have like some of our friends are like, come to the bar with us, come hang out. I'm like, Right. Unless they're going to let me walk in holding the baby. I don't think they're, you know. <laughs> and we have people who can watch them, but they can't always do it on the drop of a dime. So it's, I have to tell my friends now, if you want me to do something, that's great. Tell me on Monday. If they want me to go out on Saturday so I can plan something. Right, you absolutely. Know? Like uh, or at least give me like two days, something. That's definitely a lot of it. But, um, I'm not done. Go <laughs> Um... But there's, because I'm with him all day, every day, there are days where I'm like, what did I do? Why did we do this? Why did I like this plan? Why did I decide to have a kid? Because <laughs> I didn't think I had as little patience as I do have. Mm. I guess it's just because he's a kid, he's my kid, he's going to test my patience that that's what's going to happen for, for the next sure. 18 years, if not more. But <laughs> um, he really just pushes my button some days, and there's just days where I'm just not... I just don't care, and I, I mean, I don't care about him, like, pushing my buttons, it's fine, I'll, I'll pick him up, I'll do whatever, and if I'm relaxed, then he relaxes more, and it's a good day, even if he's freaking out, but there are days where I'm like, I can't handle this, I can't, I'm going to lose my mind, and I'm yelling, I'm not yelling at him, but I'm just yelling at the situation, like, why are you screaming? <laughs> I don't understand, you know, so there's that dynamic, too, where it's, I, I love him, I can't, imagine my life without him anymore i don't nothing is ever gonna hurt him nobody's gonna touch him like he's my baby right but i also sometimes hate my day-to-day life <laughs> just because of <laughs> but I think, it's, I think it's cool that you shared that because i think that that's a reality that a lot of parents people don't understand and get like well, yeah and, and i have I... struggles with it it's still i ask his mom all the time i'm like I'll tell her that I get mad. She's like, well, don't get mad. Maybe you shouldn't have any more kids if that's your problem. And I'm like, don't say that because that's going to make me angry, you know? 
Well, I think though that's a reality too that a lot of parents probably go through. I, I can't. I imagine most parents go through that exact feeling, but no one ever talks about it. Yeah. And I don't Same. know if it's, it's just a like shame out of things, yeah, but probably. that. But it's the reality. I don't know why people would be shameful of their. Because you got it. You got it put out there that you've got it all together everything's fine you're all put together you gotta be the perfect happy family yeah. in reality is. nobody is yeah <laughs> no matter what you do life's gonna throw you curveballs no matter what it is and it's how you take it and run with it when i see the perfect happy family i see people who are faking yep oh dude or they're all serial killers yeah straight like, up something you're a crazy episodes. cult yeah. <laughs> you're in a cult call your dad yes. but kind of to go along with her explanation of it um there's definitely two different ends of the spectrum so her her day-to-day is she's with him you know 24 hours a day what it is you know whereas i go to work or i gotta go run errands or whatever you know i try to i try to make it to where she can go and do stuff on her own if she wants to but then that I way she gets a break but then <laughs> she feels guilty or whatever, you know whatever it may be which is totally understandable and it's doesn't ever cause issues or anything but it's like if i'm offering for you to go do do it like i got him you know I, he's just as much my kid as, as your kid and i feel like a lot of couples kind of butt heads on that but i feel like we're pretty decent with it i wouldn't say you know good but i mean she definitely takes more care of him because she's home with him all the time and Stuff like that. So when I get home, definitely I want to, you know, step up to the plate and do my thing. But there's also days where I get home and I'm like, dude, look, today was fucking retarded. I need like 10, 15 minutes. Just let me take a shower, take a poop, whatever it is. Let me just <laughs> calm down for a minute. And then I'm more than happy to feed him, change his diaper, run around with him, do whatever, you know. But in, in that same breath of everything like that is... And it, it kind of, I think it kind of hurts relationships in a way, but it also builds them in a different level is, and it's no offense to her, and it's not like I don't love her any less, but now my son kind of replaces with a new type of love that I've never experienced. And if anything ever has to happen, it's definitely going to be my kid over a relationship no matter what. Which... Definitely, I don't want to happen. You know, I love my wife. I love my life. But if it ever comes down to where we're not working out, and you know, there's arguments or fighting, resentment, it, it, you don't put on an act for a kid because that's just gonna fuck everything up in the long run, and the kid's gonna end up with you know some kind of weird psychological issue, thinking that right. you know whatever. It's not fair to them. And another big thing that I try to. I wouldn't necessarily advocate for, but just kind of put out there is if you're in a relationship with somebody and it's rocky or whatever it may be, and you think having a kid is going to fix it, don't do it to have a kid. Because one, that's not fair to you, to the kid or anything. Because now all you're doing is putting a kid in the middle of your toxicity with that person. And that kid's going to witness all the fucked up shit to go along with it. All the arguments, all the fighting, domestic abuse, if there's any from either party. Right. And it goes, you know, all sorts of ways. And I mean, I... <laughs> yeah. I feel like you hear that a lot, too. Like, oh, yeah. A rocky relationship, and they think that a child's going to fix that. And, like some kind of glue or something nope. to bring them together. Don't put that pressure on your kids. Well, I, on top of that, like, I 
if you can't handle the pressures of your relationship, your spouse, you're not going to be able to handle. You're going to fold kid. under the pressure of the child. Yeah. Which is tenfold. In there's comparison. a lot of it. Because, <laughs> yeah. like she said, I mean, there's. I gotta make a bottle. <laughs> we definitely. I mean, any parent that says they aren't stressed out twenty four seven is fucking lying. Cause it's it's a joke. But the everything combined is just your normal stress that you always worried about before. Like, oh, if I lost my job tomorrow, how am I gonna do? It's amplified by a million now. Because if I lost my job tomorrow, I can eat. You know, once every three or four days. So yes, he eat every two hours, or he's gonna fucking die. Like, right. It's a whole different ballgame. I mean, it's not obviously he's not gonna die, but you know what I mean. Right. It's a whole different just play style of your life of how you're going about everything and how you're reacting. And the love you get from that, like I said, it doesn't necessarily replace what you had, but it's a whole new wall of everything and just Hello. <laughs> the craziness with it is awesome. And like I said, I mean, we've talked about it numerous times. Like, if either one of us aren't happy, obviously we're going to bring it up. And if it can't work out, it can't work out. We're going to, you know, call it quits, walk away, do what we can to make sure that he has the best upbringing, even if it's with split parenting or whatever. Right. Two you, Christmases. I'm just kidding. You've got to be able to make it work for your kid. Because if you're toxic and you hold some kind of resentment, after everything or even during because you had a kid like both of you made the choice to do it you both participated you both let it happen you can't just deal with it and hope that shit's gonna get better you have right. to be able to put forth the effort to make it better and Good. make sure that the kids are yeah what's up tp poker so doing well tonight Doing good. I got like three or four shots in me. So Feel fine. And an drink. <laughs> Not quite fine, but we're getting, yeah, there. We're getting there. It's definitely a better pattern kind of night. I think I think it's cool that you're having this conversation though, because I think I I would hope that a lot of relationships do, because I mean that's just the reality. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, it's the priority. We, both, we came from such shitty parental backgrounds. It was like, if we do this, like what. You know, if something happens, right like we gotta, scenario. yeah, we can't fuck up this kid the way we were fucked up. I mean, and obviously we came out fine, but right. it's still, <laughs> it's still damaging whether you know you come out okay in the end or not. There's still some mental damage in there you got to get over in your life. But I don't want to do that to my kid. I, I don't want to start him with a couple that. twitches, but it's yeah, fine. you're fine. <laughs> I've seen you rivet an M60. <laughs> Won't bring up pork PTSD. <laughs> I was actually talking about it earlier. So, hey, whatever works. So, I got asked what I make, and my buddy was like, I've been working my job for 25 years. And I was like, dude, if I work my job for 25 years and nothing happens, I might go postal. Yeah. That's a damn fact. We wish the strip clubs were open. Well, sorry. <laughs> Play PGA 2K for four hours? <laughs> Wait, what? Do they like, just... newer 2K or are we talking like old school Tiger Woods before the re- white girls? They just released a new one. It's like oh. brand new PGA oh. 2K. All right. I well. can't even play golf in person. How can you play it on a Dude, video on game? Games, totally I'm way better at that one. That's the issue. Bieber says that's the issue. I think that people don't know how to communicate. People say money issues break up marriages the most but I think that actually balls down 
boils down to oh, lacking communication. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And a lot of that, I mean, no offense to dudes out there, but we're kind of brought up in a society where you got to, you know, be strong and hold everything in and can't show emotion, which if any of you guys have taken anything away from this, don't fucking listen to society, dude. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You are who you are. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to show weakness, right? Is a nagging witch. <laughs> you also got to think about that, too. How do you help or not help in this situation? Yeah. She's nagging. You're, you're not, not doing wrong. something right. But well, she keeps nagging. <laughs> yeah, she keeps same. nagging. You just got to, you know, make me a sandwich. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> but, you're uh, funny. You heard it here no, first. I'm getting a sandwich ever. <laughs> I'm never making anyone again. It, it's a whole different thing because, I mean, I can for one attest to it. Just because of my upbringing and, you know, the the situations I went through as a kid didn't allow me to kind of open up and, you know, let emotion out and show it the way, you know, I feel I should have or been acceptable, whatever it may be. But, I mean, it's taken, we've been together 10 years and it's been eight months that I started opening up and actually kind of communicating shit that I feel is wrong or right or how I feel about things just because, you know, the old saying, happy wife, happy life. I hate that. Like, if she's not <laughs> like, complaining, it, but then I there's, hate it. there's nothing wrong. But at the same time, like... <laughs> well, that's not okay either. <laughs> <laughs> she's, wow, bro. <laughs> wow, bro. <laughs> That's not how we solve it either. (laughs) So TP says that she keeps nagging, wrap your hands in t-shirts and walk well on her. (laughs) TP Poker, I've missed you, man. (laughs) TP Poker's an OG. (laughs) LOL, okay. (laughs) But I mean, hey, oranges and pillowcases don't leave bruises either. Bars of soap, you know. Bars of soap. Phone books are all right. If you can find those anymore, I don't know. Every Google fucking ruined everything. But so yeah, just kind of I don't know. Like I said, having him was a whole different dude. It was like a one eighty, and it happened the most unexpected way. I just it was like a week. I just got like super in my fills and kind of fucking just like look. Life is life, how it is, and everything that happened to me. I, you know, I can't. It wasn't like I was necessarily blaming my parents or my upbringing for everything, but I feel like it was kind of just a crutch for me to, you know, not not necessarily like not show emotion or do anything, but just kind of like how I live my life. Yeah. And then having him, it was like, look, dude, like, you got to look out for everything, but you also have to, like, your own self-health is... Self-help. Health, not help, health. You got to make sure you're okay to love somebody and something at the same time. Absolutely. And if you're not okay, dude, you're not you're not able to do it. Well, Cut her hair while she is sleeping. That will teach her to open her <laughs> trap. Wow, TP. <laughs> What's up, RNG Tactics? Hello. <laughs> it's definitely. I don't know. I think that's. I think that's super important. Like, I think so many people will hop into a relationship, even no kids involved and they don't really (laughs) they're not really um they don't even love themselves and they hate themselves so much and if you and i don't i think it's 
fairly impossible to get to a point where you're 100 percent love yourself oh yeah we all have faults we all have insecurities but you have to be at a point where you at least are content with who you are as a person before you not even content you got to be comfortable enough to know that you got to do what you got to do to make yourself happy yeah and what you have to do to achieve it yeah. Like me, I'm a big fucking dude. I've been big for a while, but I fucking I don't want to slow me down, dude. I hike, I ride fucking bullet bikes, yeah. I skateboard, I bike. Like, yeah, I'm fat, but I'll still throw down with the best of them. Oh yeah, same, same. And <laughs> yeah, same that's. I mean, I don't have front teeth. <laughs> I got a funky beard. It grows weird. I mean, there's plenty of flaws within myself that I know and I recognize. But it's how you deal with it, and you're able to move on and forward. Like, I love the person I am. I'm a great friend and a great spouse and a father. Like, I'll do what I can to help anybody I can at any time. Even if you've done me wrong before, I still, there's just a limit. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. I'll give you a third chance. Yeah. How, what you do with it at that point is up to you. But sure. it's just, you got to know who you are and be acceptive of everything around you and what you want to do. And love yourself enough to know that, look, I have flaws. I may never get better, or I may never be perfect in my own eyes. But this woman's perfect. My kid is perfect. Even though they may not think so, I think so. So it's a whole it's a whole wild thing. That was the most wholesome thing that's been said on the podcast, for sure. Puzzle Do you think observers? freedom should be legalized? What's your definition of freedom? Yeah, what you talking about there? Because yeah, totally. not to, like... You know stray from anything but i feel like i got a fair amount of freedom in my life to do whatever the hell i please i just know that there's consequences involved for whatever i choose to do i think i don't know i freedom's an interesting term because i mean we could talk about how we really can't live free financially in this oh, no. country well no, no but you no way. also can't live free like decision free yeah TP Poker says, my aunt drinks all day, farts up a storm, a total slob, a real pig, and guys give her things because she has huge bazookas. <laughs> hey, if that's what they need in their life, bro. Men are personal. Total, personal, total personal freedom. So you mean just doing whatever the hell you want when you want to do it? Why isn't that not legalized? Yeah. Are you, I, you need to elaborate a little bit for me because, I mean, are you talking like I'm free to like run around outside naked? Yeah, I can let dong swing or like, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of consequences for that. Yeah, rocking out with the cock out. Like, I get where you're coming I from. Mean, like, you no can I catch a charge that. for masturbating in your own house with the window open, dude. There's there's lots of stuff Some wrong with everything in the world. Some lady's child sued, her own, sued his mother for having her boobs out at home. Because she walked okay, out of her what? room without a shirt on. <laughs> First <laughs> off, you little demon. He was like 15 or something, and that he called gonna... the cops. Because he's going to be a fucking strong lawyer. He's got money issues. Or um, <laughs> mommy issues. Mommy issues. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. But yeah, no, she got sued. And they, they, like, ruled against her. Oh, wow. I don't remember what he ended up winning or whatever. But, yeah, Dude, because she had her boobs out in her own house. I mean. Or he just happened to see her without a shirt on. So like, she walked out and was like, hi, how you doing? Right. He just walked. She had her shirt off. And he called the police. And they actually had a problem with it. Like. It's my freaking If weed is legal, why is prostitution? It's total injustice. You're not wrong. Well, it also depends on state statute and federal statute. 
for instance, weed is illegal federally, but state by state, it's a different case. I think both Whereas should be federally. I think they Prostitution should be too. <laughs> is state legal in like Nevada, but it's also not necessarily federally legal either. I think they should federally both be legal yeah. just because sex work is never going to stop. And there's yeah. a lot of people doing it right and it's now. It's a lot worse that it's illegal because. Just think about all them single moms and OnlyFans, dog. Well, not just that, but I mean, it's. I think it's hurting everyone more than it's illegal. Yeah. Because they have no they have no access to anything. If it was legal, like think of all the possibilities you could have with that. Like they there would be a lot less diseases out there, probably a lot less pregnancies from like hookers getting pregnant and stuff. Well, a lot less pimps would probably take away a lot of their money, so I bet you that's why it's not legal. <laughs> but well, in the pockets of the big dogs. I yeah. always talk about too, like, you know and this would be a very small minority, but you know, there there's some people who can't go out and find a woman for themselves and you know, can't go to the bar and hook up with someone or can't get a hookup on Tinder. And I think mentally that that really, like, fucks with them. Plays a toll and can change their physiologically and psychologically. Yeah, if, there, if there was an outlet that was legal for them to be able to go and release that yeah. tension that they're building up in their own head, might help some people. <laughs> I, I mean, I personally would never... I don't think I would ever pay for sex, but... I don't think I would either, but... You know, I know people who probably would. And Wait, like, hold up. If you're in a relationship, any way you look at it, you've paid for sex. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but... Well, okay, in truth. the long run, but, you, you, you know... You got a point Regardless, there. it doesn't have to be you're physically paying her to, you know, do whatever. You're going out on a yeah, date. Yeah. You're going Definitely to the movies. Or, you know, birthday presents, anniversaries. It's not necessarily paying them... You're paying monetary value in hopes that something's going to come for it, which is kind of the same thing with like stupid fucking Christmas. I hate that holiday just because it's turned from what it should be, which is a time of celebration and love for one another. To well, what'd you get me? Capitalists grab that. Yeah, like just, dude, oh. fuck Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Puzzle says, what if you can actually breathe in outer space, but they just don't want us to escape? I mean, that gravity's well, keeping us here, my guy. TP Poker said, it's the oldest profession. If all ladies would be prostitutes, the unemployment rate would be cut in half in 24 hours. Yes and no. It, the unemployment rate amongst the female demographic, yeah. more than likely, <laughs> yes. But that also goes the same way. I mean, I got an OnlyFans. I haven't received a single sub. Granted, I haven't posted no nudies, but hey, I'll sell some feet pics. <laughs> I think, too, like, I don't know. I, I've always wondered if sex work became legal if this over-sexualization that we have in America right now would simmer Decrease, off a little bit. definitely. Because it's very high. Like, it's oh, like, dude. Yeah. You get, like, what, 12, 13-year-old boys and girls that think, you know, they got to get boob jobs and shit. It's a... like, dude, you're not even old enough to understand life. Why are yeah. you considered, you know... Why are you worrying about that? Yeah. There's it's... a there's a show or a movie or something on Netflix. I, I can't remember what it's called. But it's like the little like beauty queen girls or like the little dancers. Oh, I and it's about twerking. Like a little girl saw a twerking video, decided she really wanted to do it, and found a whole troop of girls, a whole dance group. That's what they do. And they're like ten. Yeah, it's... and they're wearing tiny little bikinis, and it's like that's not a. You no. know, I this don't is care. where that whole fucking stupid nude trying to be. I hate to take jabs at communities because it's just not what I like to do. 
but I'll say it outright. You fucking pedophiles are the worst of the worst. You people trying to get pedosexuals like fuck off. A girl that is a girl or a boy that is ten years old can consent to marrying a thirty-six year old person. Yeah. First off, fuck you and fucking anything you stand for. And second, no, that is not okay. I don't care who it is as a person. If my 10-year-old son tells me that he's got the hots for a girl, okay, you probably think she's cute. That doesn't mean you want to go marry her. And that damn sure doesn't mean that I'm going to let a 36-year-old girl come and take advantage of you. Yeah. Or boy. I mean, whatever. I, I don't discriminate. I'm not against anything that you want to do except for shit like that. Because it's not... It's not okay. And the fact that society... Their society is trying to make, make it normal. okay is absurd and absolutely disgusting to me. Yeah, I mean, I think that... I don't know. Because, like, even when if you... Let's say, like, 18 is the point in age where we start thinking kids are now adults, they kind of think to themselves. I still think that they're not fully... No, they're not. They're not going to make great decisions. But you know what? They can kind of start figuring it out and learn but yeah anything under that like 17 16 15 the lower you go down they have no grasp grip on reality yeah, yeah. definitely and like I just you... left a baby shower there was a 15 year old girl there trying to play baby shower games and she knows nothing about babies she's like i'm just 15 i don't know well it's like imagine someone's trying to say that she's able to say yeah i want to marry you yeah i want to have sex with you yeah i'm gonna have a baby with you and this is fine well, yeah and i mean on top of the fact that like you can just a hundred percent you can <laughs> manipulate a young person so easily oh yeah i mean you're That's an adult it, giving an them attention yeah yeah like and they're like okay because they're taught to respect their elders and... well, well it's that but it's also it's cool yeah in cool. situations yeah. like that you're doing what they want to do essentially yeah you and know I, I just there's no part of me that I don't know. I just don't... I think that there might be more people on this planet that have urges that would be classified as pedophilia who don't act upon it because they're decent humans. Probably. And whether or not that it is something that is a mental disorder or not, I think the future will tell. But there's never going to be an okay time where it's it's a practice that can be like... If someone wanted to come to like go get help for it, just be like, I don't know why I think this, but I need help. Yeah. That's the steps you need to be That's taking. Fine. That's right. It's not trying to make it okay. Well, yeah, but it's also... Culturally accepted. You have to realize that there's something wrong with you, and a lot of people like that think that there is nothing wrong with it. Right. Like, oh, they they're a cute kid. Like, okay, first off, exactly. you put those two in the same sentence and think it's okay. Like, I can say, yeah, you got a cute baby. I don't mean it like I'm physically attracted to your kid. Like, your kid is adorable. It's vastly different, yeah. But people that do that have a whole different meaning of it. And it's not, it's affectionate. It's not saying it. You know what I mean? It's just like telling a girl you love her just to fuck her. It's kind of the same concept, but it's far more sick and twisted. Yeah. But to go along with that is, I feel like you, I agree with you. a lot of it is impressionable, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, it's tough, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's essentially you're being that cool person that the kid isn't allowed to hang out with. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's fucked up to think about, but not that I would ever do it. But if you really think about it, how easy it would be to go and pick up, you know, a 16, 17-year-old female or boy even. You just go to a high school and be like, look, I could buy cigarettes and beer. You want to go hang out? Right. And kids are dumb. I hate to say it, and it's stupidly true, but kids are super impressionable, and they're super dumb, and they, they want what they can't have. Right. So if you're offering something they can't have on an everyday to day basis, then all of a sudden you're like that golden ticket. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like that's a lot of how this kind of scenario is getting around. And even you see, even though like mainstream media fucking twists everything to however they feel, you still get certain facts here and there. But I'm pretty sure it was a couple of weeks ago this rapist child molester got acquitted from all charges because he said that the girl essentially the judge agreed with him that the girl was 14 and able to make her own decision like yeah. me for instance i'm not super proud of it but i lost my virginity at 14 the girl was also 14 granted it wasn't legally consensual but we both agreed to it we both agreed to be each other first it is what it is yes i was young i think about it now and i'm like fuck I was probably way too young to know about it. But I also had a totally different upbringing than, you know, a lot of my friends. Some of the first shit I was told before I even knew about drugs was, you gotta have safe sex. Right. I knew what comms were before I knew what pot or ecstasy or coke or anything like that was. And then came everything else, you know, like, I learned about coke and career day. What the fuck kind of shit is that? (laughs) It's all sorts of just... It really depends on your upbringing and how sheltered you are, at least in my oh, opinion. For sure. If your parents shelter you from the world and all the evil, the nastiness within it, you're going to be a super impressionable person. But if you kind of learn about everything and learn you know, how life works, you're probably not going to be as susceptible to people trying to you know, take advantage of you and do crazy shit like that. Well, and I just I think, too, that like, What's well, a condom? <laughs> I don't want to do the sex. I don't want to do the sex to you. But I want to see your bobs. I'll give you four thousand rupees. Oh, do you take Fortnite cash cards? <laughs> oh, for real. I'll buy you skins. What's up? I think though too. Like I think you really hit the nail on the head, especially when it's like, you know, junior high and high school kids and up. Like I think a lot of it is just. I mean, obviously, an older guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, in, if they really go after, like, these young kids, it's not... I, I just... There's no part of me that can understand, like, they are going to find a lifelong partner... In a 10-year-old. In, like, a young person. That's just not the reality. You're doing no. it for a sexual reason. Your own personal gain. And it's, it's disgusting. Like, and... You know, I remember there were stories, and I, I won't name names of people because it's in the past, but there was girls at my junior high who were hooking up with guys who were either high school or graduated or yep. in college because the, they, they had matured in junior high pretty quick and, you know, either they looked older, or, yeah, yeah, looked older or, you know, or around Acted an older, older <laughs> audience. And, like, because there was a girl that had, like, everyone knew. She was, like, Hooking up with like a twenty-five-year-old. I was twenty-five, 
five months ago. Yeah. She was in junior high, like ninth grade. She was a freshman. I can't even fucking wild. I can't even fathom that. That is disgusting. And I mean, that's a fucking child, dude. Yeah. Definitely. And unfortunately, a lot of this goes with fucking just mainstream media and everything you see just nowadays and everything. And it's not just Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, whatever. I mean, you go to any gas station or grocery store or anything, you see magazines of fucking Kylie Jenner or whoever on them. I mean, honestly, the whole media thing and sexualizing... 1396 CT score, huh? <laughs> That's a pretty good fucking score, dude. I don't remember mine. School was 10 years ago. I didn't but... take the SATs. I took the ACT. I got yeah. an 18. I know you get like 800 points for writing your name, though, so I fucking did that for sure. <laughs> I never did the SAT. I did the... ACT. Yeah. Yeah. Ever, um, ACT. Yeah, the U biscuit bullshit. Oh, yeah, time. the U biscuit. I thought I remember that chest. No child left behind. Bitch, leave me behind. Yeah. All right. I don't want this. But no, just like, dude, I mean, perfect example fucking Billie Eilish, right? For the longest time she came out, she was like 17. Everybody thought she was hot shit. None of her videos were sexual, really, She wore at all. frumpy clothes, big baggy clothes. Yeah, everything was frumpy, big baggy clothes. But you listen to her interviews, and she was like, no, I was oh. very sexually driven. Yeah. I wanted to do it, and they wouldn't let me. Yeah. And it's, but, it's crazy to think that in that mindset, that's okay. Like, I get it. You're, you know, older, but you got that same impression going for 13-year-old girls right now. You got girls on... You know, YouTube doing stupid challenges and shit. Ice bucket challenges. Well, I think one thing that really bothers me, and it, I think it's part of the reason why Musical.ly is no longer there, because Musical.ly had a huge pedophilia, yeah. pedophilia oh, yeah, problem. But I still see it with TikTok. Is like oh, yeah. some of the trending things, like the what's we were just talking about this on the book club one, like the wet ass pussy or something like that. Like that's a oh, new trend. Thing? Yeah, the walk. Yeah. Like Cardi B's new song. I'm. Yeah. I'm I'm feel really sad for these younger generations who are growing up on social media their whole life and a lot of girls and guys included who feel like, well, I can become rich and famous where I don't have to do the school thing if I shake my ass on mm-hmm. TikTok or, you know, and show my about, abs on TikTok or yeah, whatever the equivalent is. And sing about pussy and ass and like, fucking someone. And... They don't even know what the really what the reality is. And Cardi B, like, she's an anomaly in her own way. Like, but... To have that song be like trending on TikTok on an app where TikTok is primarily younger, younger kids. kids. Well, what you have to be the minimum age is like 14, 15 to be something on there. Like you know, and like that whole song, like Supposedly. they quoted a line from it where it's something like something about in my throat until you hit the thing, dangly yep. thing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's like, you know, we're we're talking about some higher level sexual stuff and like we got kids on there who are like don't Listen even know what the hell it's called. Yeah. But then to me, though, that that Cardi B can do whatever. Again, she's. Dude, I'll pass on Kylie. She, yeah. She's not all she's cracked She up to be, dude. can do whatever the hell she wants to do. She's an adult. She's got money out the ass. She Absolutely. can do whatever the fuck she wants. She can make whatever music she wants. If your kids are into that shit, that's your fault for letting yes, them listen to it. Exactly. I that's... don't care if they go to school and they hear it. They can be like, oh, that's a song I probably shouldn't listen to. And they don't have to pay attention to it if you teach them the right way. No, Cardi B is not the one to blame. Yeah. No, absolutely. But like TikTok might be slightly, but it's definitely parents. 
Well, and that's all I've seen because I have seen the same shit. It's everybody's freaking out over this song. Like she made a song. Yeah, I it's mean, popular with some people. She's, okay. It's Cardi B. I mean, she's got an OnlyFans. I watched her get fucked by her husband like yeah. two Wait, days ago. <laughs> yeah, she has a video where she's getting That's a whole ball game. It's like a hundred dollars to subscribe to it, but oh <laughs> uh, well, someone may allegedly have leaked that shit on the hub. <laughs> I don't know why my search history. <laughs> I still think people should be eighteen to get. Yeah, we talked about this on Dax Cash just barely. The idea that social media should be something that you can only get when you're eighteen. Yeah, I think. I, I agree with you to a point, but maybe even having like a dumbed down version for like high right. school kids. Right, if you're younger, just you just, have to put in your age, and it pulls back everything. Well, I, not only that, but also just like you were saying, kind of the trending shit. A lot of that also has to do with the algorithms of the app. Yes. If you're watching the same shit over and over and over, it's going to show you the same shit. Yeah. Like I see some of the same shit you see on TikTok, but a lot of my shit is like cars and dumb rednecks oh, and shit like different. that. Again, it's the same. He didn't realize when he first got it that if you watch certain videos, that's you what you're like going to see. It. If you yeah. like certain yeah. videos, that's what you're going to see. When he realized that he had liked a few that he didn't mean to because yeah. he didn't understand the app at first. Dude, I'm old when it comes to phones. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm 27, but I'm like 80 when it comes to phones and shit. So, yeah, I, it I, is what it is. I think B-Bird's right, though. I think in a perfect world, kids shouldn't have social media until they're 18. But I'll be honest with you, I don't think it will. Ever it's never gonna it's happen. Never, honestly, the the age limit's gonna come down even more than it is now. Yeah. I mean, perfect example, and this drives me fucking bananas. I got my first phone when I was thirteen, I think, and I was paying for it by mowing for fuck, like mowing lawns and shit, doing chores. I'm pretty sure I was at Walmart yesterday, maybe, and there was like a four year old kid with an iPhone 11. Oh yeah. Dude, hold the fucking phone, okay? My first phone was a fucking Nokia brick that I played Snake on. Yep. No joke. Tetris, Snake, I fucking spilled water in mine and it still like worked. Waterlogged like a bitch yeah. and I could call and text. Although I didn't even know what the fuck texting was. <laughs> and T9 was the shit. I don't care who you are. I never Fuck double-clicking <laughs> buttons till your fucking finger falls. Nope, T9. Kids remember shit. Cha-Cha? Yes. Yes. Dude, Cha-Cha was the shit in I school. I never got on it. I'd be I... like... What is so and so history lesson? And it seems to me like, ah, the answer is B. I was so <laughs> mad when I got to high school and everybody's like, oh, you just get a cha cha. I'm like, the fuck is cha? Why didn't I know about that? <laughs> I'm trying to think what my first phone was. I think I had a flip phone, mm. like a, you flip it open. A sidekick? No. But it swung out like that? No, it didn't swing up. Oh. So, like, straight flip phone. Yeah, straight flip phone. Oh. Like the first version. Kyocera type shit. Yeah, and then I had the one where you push it up and it had a keyboard. So yeah. <laughs> it was orange. Yeah. Was My so friend had a green cool. and gray one. I had a sidekick for about two weeks that I bought off a dude who got, like, the sidekick slide when they yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah. And I thought I was the coolest fucking emo kid ever because I had the fucking the bangs, the skinny jeans, dude. Like, my style's been the same for years. So I rocked eyeliner. The, not ashamed to admit it. He had the eyeliner and the hair that went oh, here. Dude, and the, I was and a the lip rings. Stud. I'd get, <laughs> All of his I did good for a fat kid. I'll say that. I mean, <laughs> I laid, but I had like four different girlfriends at one time. Like, you had the eyeliner? Dude, eyeliner. Every like, once in a while, he'll still put it on just because I'm like, please. Yeah. Guyliner is a power move that yeah. a lot of guys don't yeah, realize. I don't understand, is, uh, dog. Like, you bring out the eyes a little bit, you get the puppy dog eyes with some guyliner. Mm-hmm. You'd be Did amazed how quick you get a BJ. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, dude, just, it was crazy to think about how everything's evolved it and everything. It was huge. 
Mine everything kind of like flipped reverse because I mean when we were younger like YouTube was becoming the thing right I, yep. I, we watched like, it I still remember evolve. the first fucking video on YouTube and it was a couple dudes fucking around and it was like an hour long video yeah. but now you get what 300 million videos every hour lo- uploaded because everybody has and a YouTube and it's, it's crazy to think about like phones have only been around like 20 years maybe almost 30 I guess now but the evolution from, you know, a suitcase to a six-inch screen yep. that you can touch and literally put your entire life into and hope that it doesn't get stolen. <laughs> well, and I, I do think that one positive, at least for the younger generation, because I always try to throw in some positives when we're shit-talking the yeah. idiots. <laughs> um, Stupid idiots. They will be vastly smarter than we oh, are. Oh, yeah. without a yeah, you know, they have so much knowledge that's just right there for the taking. Like, well, it's that, but also just the way, even education, the way it's evolved. Like, math is fucking stupid. I'm sorry, kid, but when it comes time, Google is your friend, not you your. Better name. ask your teacher to give mom a math. But this whole like <laughs> Common Core shit and like, dude, the education system alone is evolving just as rapidly. I feel. And that's going to open up a whole new world. But not only that, just everything industrial-wise is changing. I mean, the auto industry is going more green. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty soon, Tesla shit's still super foreign to us, but I guarantee you by the time this kid's 18, oh, everyone's gonna be he's going to know everything there is to yeah. know about it, just like I would a Subaru or a Toyota or a Ford. And our cars are going to be the ones that are obsolete. It's going to be funny because you're going to teach him how to work on cars when he's like 8 or 10, right? You're going to be under the hood. You're going to be fucking shit up. And then, like, when he's 18, he's going to be out there with a laptop hooked up to the computer yep. and he's like see dad no look they changed it you just have to click yep. this you need this to is how you charge the battery like god damn it bud <laughs> version 2.0 today dad come on upgrading <laughs> like, the computer <laughs> but it, it is crazy and i it's exciting and scary at the same time because it's terrifying but i can't wait for it no i'm super excited to see where the world's gonna go and the kind of developments just i'm also everything. really scared with how everything has been going lately yeah <laughs> what's gonna happen especially now that i have a kid that's another thing you asked about like the, the love we have for him it's immense but i'm also really fucking worried about what's gonna happen when he's older like oh, i'm sure what what are we what world are we gonna be in like you know i want to have another kid someday but then i think yeah, we're in the middle of a fucking war. Like, I don't want another kid. Like, I'm barely gonna be able to take care of him. Like, what am I gonna yeah, the do? The way I see it, like, fuck it, nuke whatever you gotta nuke. We'll go back to fighting with swords and shields, and I'll nuke. join the army. We'll be dead. What's if up? We nuke anything? I'm we don't have a bunker. <laughs> I'm trying to be a knight by next week, dude. For <laughs> real, <laughs> Sir Patrick. Let me know what's up, buddy. Will you grab him? Starship hands? Enterprise. We just um, uh, we're talking about Freemasons a little while ago. Oh yeah. I don't know much about them. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole wormhole, but if you become like a a high-ranking Freemason, like a mm-hmm. specific branch, your title is Paladin. Nice. Okay, that's dope. All <laughs> I want in life is to be Paladin McBee. Just call McBee. me Paladin. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would literally legit walk around in armor. Like, mm-hmm. I know, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Dude. Like, I'd have like a tux over it, just like bulk <laughs> armor. Go ahead, hit me. Are you that thick or what is it? It's like, ah. 200 pounds a plate. Every time you walk by, you're just like, shing, shing, right. shing. Yeah. 
Because I've only got metal detectors now. <laughs> We're not going, sorry. I mean, how through when you just suck to the side of it? I can't. Somebody turn it off. <laughs> how threatening would that be, though? Like, you go to the bar and, like, yeah. someone starts talking shit and you just, like, unsheath, like, a 40 inch blade. Just be like, you want to keep talking? <laughs> Trying to catch this slice? <laughs> you know what? I'd be like, all right, hold up, wait. We do it in this old school. <laughs> like, somebody throw me a broom handle. Right, something. <laughs> something. Like, I'm going to try and fuck you. I'll probably lose, but I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah? You agree? No. Swords are cool? Yeah. yeah. Um, You'd be a nunchuck baby. <laughs> I don't know really where to start with my shit, I guess. Did we finish talking about your mouth? What happened? Yep. Yeah. Did we push that story? I got told I should have led with... Uh, Nunchucks, kind of not starting with the. I don't remember. Explosive the, face. Yeah, it was. Do you build up? Oh, like you start the with nunchucks? Or? <laughs> well, that's what we thought. That's what I thought it was. His mom, on really? the other hand, was like, "Nope, something's wrong." Immediately down the hallway. Never seen a crippled woman run so fast in my life. But <laughs> I was just like, "Going, I'm still trying." I'm pushing the chair into the table. Like everything's. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Fucked him up in the nunchuck. <laughs> <laughs> Because they had literally five minutes before were chasing each other down the hallway with them, like whacking each other. Yeah, when you got nunchucks, if you don't fuck somebody up, you're doing something wrong. Right. <laughs> if you don't fuck someone up, you're getting fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You better cower in a corner because I'm not stopping. <laughs> you're like that pillow fight where you fucking trip the bitch, smack oh, her with a pillow. Oh, dude. That, I don't think I saw that. That guy yeah. fucked that girl up. Oh, no. <laughs> she, like, she like hit him and he like sidestepped, swept her leg. She fell just oh, bam no. on the ground and he just went full force right to the dome. It was so good. I'd be so mad. Oh, man. If I was her, I probably would have went, oh, yeah, well, bam! The noise she made was great because, <laughs> yeah, like, that pillow hit with force. <laughs> oh. oh, no. So I, I can't quite remember exactly where we left off, like what we were going to leave for part two, but we were finishing off. You guys found out that your mothers were friends, and then you were getting into stories about your dad mm. but we didn't get super in depth because yeah. we were already running on like two and a half hours yeah. so i think where There's we no were time limit this time so fuck it we'll be yeah. Yeah. Four if we need to. Yeah. Okay. so i think that where we were planning on starting was younger mm. like the growing up in utah mm-hmm. you know the non-mormon versus mormon oh, yeah. and all that type yeah. of stuff and then imagine we'll just branch into yeah, everything whatever else. happens because <laughs> that's what we're good at um like I said earlier, I was the accident baby. My dad had been married before. He married a, I mean, I don't know if he's ever going to watch this, but she was 16. He that, was 20. Sorry. Or 22. He told me he was 22. Apparently it was 20. Uh, but his, her mom had to give permission to have them get married, so she had to sign a waiver. She hated my dad, but she signed the paper anyway, kind of like a you made your own bed situation, so here you go. Hmm. They got married. Um, they had my sister Jessica. And then it turns out Darcy, her mom, happened to be a little out there. Jess might watch this, so I'm not going to go too far into what I know, because all <laughs> I've ever heard was my dad's side of the story. So, of course, because they're not together anymore, my dad's side of the story is she was crazy, she was psychotic, she broke things, she like she left him a bunch of times, and then the last time she took the baby and they never really got to raise her, when she was like around 8 or 10 or something, she took the baby. I think, no. I don't Anyway, they... So, you know, all I know is what my dad said is that she was psycho. Like, one day he came home, and she had, like, left him a message at work. And freaking out, he came home. She was, all of the house was a, tr- a disgusting mess, and it was just trashed. But he opens the door, and there's 
bloody handprints on the walls everywhere. And so he's losing his mind because he can't find Darcy. He can't find my sister. Jessica at the time, she's just a little baby. He's He can't find it. He's freaking out, going through the house. And he found Darcy apparently in a closet, butt-ass naked. And he pulls her out of there, and she's standing behind him the whole time. He's like, what the hell happened? Like, what's going on? And she was standing behind him. Supposedly, this is a story I heard, with a knife. And she was cutting herself behind her back <laughs> while he was talking to her. And she had done that because he, like, didn't come home on time or something. Some little thing, and she had cut herself, got the blood on her hands, smeared it all over the walls, trashed the house, and made him think, oh, something happened, and the baby's gone, and the baby was, like, with her grandma. But, like, it was a whole thing. So that's the stories I heard about. Jesus. So I don't know really what how Darcy was, because Jess, you know, lived with Darcy. So she knows her mom, and I know my dad, and we share a dad, but neither one of us know the other stories. So. Right. It, um, so for all I know, it, none of that happened, and Darcy was a great mom, and you know Jess loves her, and she was she grew up fine with her own. I'm sure she's got her own things, but I didn't even know okay. that I didn't even know that I had a sister until I was like ten. My dad's like, "Oh, by the way, you got a sister, and she'll be here in like an hour. She's gonna come meet you." I was like, "Okay, jeez, <laughs> that's cool." And you know, my sister's like. 15 years older than me or something. All right. She's so, still a badass, though. She is. <laughs> She's, um, she has a wife, and they've got two daughters. My sister was married to a dude first. Like, she did the societal, like, ex- expectation thing, you know. She met Donnie. She loved him, you know. She met Donnie. They got married. They had a baby. And then she realized that this is not what I am. This is not mm. how I feel. So she ended up leaving Donnie for, you know, other reasons just besides that. He was an asshole to her and didn't do things the right way. Like, he wasn't participating in the marriage. and So she ended up divorcing him. (laughs) And (laughs) she got with her wife. Yeah. Her wife adopted a daughter, and then they had a baby. So, yeah. But... Dude, you're a monster. I love it. (laughs) Beatbox. But... So, you know, I grew up I grew up with my dad. I grew up with that side of the story. My dad was raised Catholic. The one with the Mormon, non-Mormon. Right. Say hi. My dad was raised Catholic, but... And technically so was I, but it wasn't ever anything as serious. Like, I didn't go to catechism. I was, I've never been baptized. I just grew up with that in my life. So yeah. There was crosses Some everywhere. And, and... Yeah. I've only been to church twice. So that shows you how much difference there is there. Um... But he did every. He was a great dad. You know, growing up when I was a kid, you know, from this age and up, he was just rubber. Anyway, he's a good dad. You know, he's he did everything for me. But he likes to tell me now that you know my whole life was about you. And the minute you left, he, he basically kind of like blames me for not having a life because he was a single dad. He did the single dad thing. He stepped up, you know. I've always been a daddy's girl, so it wasn't a hard choice for him to do. But he likes to say that, you know, I didn't have a life because, you know, I was raising you the whole time. So I don't think he's advertently, like, directly trying to blame me for it, but it still comes off that way. Yeah, it's still a little... Um, A little dickish. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, so he did everything for me, though. He I had everything I ever needed. You know, it, we struggled a lot because my dad was single income trying to raise me. 
So my grandparents were there to help, and um, my aunt, Sherry, his sister was there. They were always there to help me. I ended up, we ended up making friends with a lady who worked at the grocery store by our house, because we were always there. And she, real, you know, she, my dad told her about when my mom left, when she left me when I was a baby. And she stepped up and did the motherly things for me. So she taught me how to do, like, my hair a little bit. She taught me how to do some makeup. She would dress me up in clothes. Like, she took me trick-or-treating. She made me a Halloween costume. Her mother, when he was born, made him a hat and a blanket, knitted it for him. Really? Yeah. So they've been in my life since I was six. It really shows, like, little things like that really make you appreciate humanity. Yeah. You know, because that lady didn't have to do anything. Yeah. You could have just been another customer, you know? And my dad had the biggest crush on her, and then it come to find out now, she had a crush on him when oh. I was a kid, and they never, I was like, why? <laughs> she would have been the best mom ever. But, no. um, but she was basically my mom when I was a kid, and then as I got older, she was more like a sister. Yeah. Now she's sort of more like a friend because we've she had her own baby, and kind of we've separated and stuff. And now with all this COVID shit, she's got a lot of health problems, and she's mm. got an autoimmune disease that... She has to take medication to suppress her immune system, so she cannot leave her house at all no. because she's on the medication. So if anything gets her, it doesn't even have to be COVID, but if anything gets her, she can die. Yeah. So her mom's got cancer, so they have to stay inside, so they have to have everything delivered. I haven't seen her in months, and I miss the heck out of her, but he was only like three or four months the last time they saw him. That's when he stayed the night, right, for Valentine's Day? That's still awesome, though. Like, I don't know, that makes me happy. Yeah. Like, she just... She's a sweet lady. Shelly, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever find this podcast, I love you. She's a badass, too. Um, so I'll click this so you can send it to yeah. me. <laughs> Not to take away from you, but... So, back when we were dating and everything, she told me about her sister. I've always been a very sexual being. Just, <laughs> I like to know about it. It is what it is. I'm not ashamed to admit, like, yeah, I, fucking, I got laid last night. Cool, whatever. It may be, right? So, she tells me that her sister is into chicks, and me being a teenager instantly, I was like, fucking sick. <laughs> so, And this was at the without, cusp, cusp of like me and my sister building a relationship, yeah. so we were just getting into it. We discovered our shared love of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, nice. So you haven't seen it? Watch it. Yep. Freaking funny. So, I was, a, <laughs> I was a virgin to the Rocky Horror Picture Show world. And the shadow cast that they would do at the Tower Theater. Yep. Have you ever been? No. It's, okay, you it's, gotta go. It's and you gotta go with wild. someone who's been. Because yeah. they're going to tell the people in line that you haven't been yet. And you're a someone from the show, you'll be branded as a virgin. They will come up to you with red lipstick, draw V's on your face and your forehead, and then everybody gets to make fun of you the whole time until Love you leave. It. <laughs> Love it. You dress up as slutty as possible. Stand oh. outside in the freezing October weather. Get inside where they throw cups and squirt bottles and buckets of Ice cold water on you, and then rice like soil sticks to you. It's fun. <laughs> it's a blast. But so yeah, obviously, fucking seventeen, eighteen years old. You know, anything to do with girl and girl. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she tells me her sister's into chicks, and I was like, okay, I gotta know. So we go. We rode tracks there, I think, right? She paid for us to go see the Rocky Horror Show. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So we go, like, first time meeting her and everything. It's awesome as hell. He rode tracks. Cool. I was at college, so yeah. he came up and met me. He, I did his makeup, and then we went to the show. Of course, because <laughs> it's how I roll. Don't be ashamed, fellas. It's the same. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, we go. 
awesome night, fucking have a blast, laughing, smiling, whatever, right? And she offers to take us home. She so got me back to college. We hang out for, fuck, an hour and a half after the show, just bullshitting and getting to know each other, whatever. We're all sitting there talking. I'm still a shy little fucking fat emo kid, so whatever. But we're sitting there, and she's like, yeah, I'll take you home. It's not a big deal. I'm always that's super funny. humble. I'm like you, like, you don't have to. Don't feel obligated. And she's like, no, it's cool. Like, you're my sister's boyfriend. It's fine. And she's like, what are you going to do, rape me? <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? No. no. But I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. But I do got to know. I was like, you're into chicks, right? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, so, no buildup to this. I, <laughs> I was just like, I was like, yo, what's it like to scissor? She know, just I, got, I got the best reaction, but at the same time, she was like, this motherfucker. This fucking guy. <laughs> I was like, yo, what's it like? Dude, straightest face possible. I was like, yeah, and I was like, school me, teacher, what's up? <laughs> and, dude, she such a badass. Like, she's a pimp. She was like, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, get it. She didn't go into detail, obviously. You know, that's weird. But I was like, dude, fuck awesome. yeah. He didn't bother to like, tell me he did that till like three days later. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, well, she I don't was even like, know her like that. What are you talking about? Yeah, she was like, <laughs> my boyfriend's kind of weird. He might have some questions for you. And she was like, okay. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> he straight up go just I was 100. Like, nothing creepy. Yep. I'm not like, yeah, you yep. murdered anybody? It's just like, yo, so you get down like that or not? Yeah. Like, what's up? That's what he went for first. <laughs> so, yeah, no, after that, I feel like that's kind of what made her bond. She was oh, like, fuck yeah, you're cool in a way. You're, you're a little pervert, but hey, whatever. That would have been great. You were like, man, how's your coffee? Have you, is, is scissoring good? Yeah. <laughs> scissoring good? You like the hazelnut? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, so Jessica, she's a pimp. She's badass. Her wife, Melissa. Also she, badass. Yeah, she's an ex-CO. Fucking an ex what? Correct, uh, officer. Correctional officer. Oh, she yeah. was a sergeant up there. She got all the way to top. Dude, she's she's a badass for sure. And she just retired, but both <laughs> fucking awesome. they're good people, dude, for sure. And my and nieces are awesome. Paige, Sophie, also love you both. <laughs> I don't know you very well, but you're cool people. <laughs> I just I, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I don't know. I'm that way with everybody. I just it's. I'm good at meeting people, but I'm not good at, like, continually meeting people. And we don't hang out enough to really have, like, a whole relationship. Like, I'm super fucking outgoing. I'll befriend anybody. Like, I'll see you on the street, and I'll be like, hey, bro, what's up? Like, how you been? How's your day? But when it comes to, like, family and shit, I'm like, I've never had this, so I don't know how to interact with you people. That's how I foreign. That's how I feel about babies, to be honest with you. I grew up as an only child. Yep, me too. And I, you know... (laughs) Fucking A, lucky bitches. None of my family, like even the extended family, there was never babies around here until like I was much older. I've held one baby. (laughs) You want to hold another one? Too intimidated. Oh, <laughs> too we're right here. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to break them. Like, nah. I felt the same way about skinny chicks. I still laid it. Ah, wow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you got to commit. Jesus. So. <laughs> if they die, they die. If they die, they die. That's what I always say. You take the beer ride. If I die, I die happy. <laughs> uh, so. Grew up with your dad. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I didn't, my mom was there for a little while. I had her in my life until I was six, almost seven. I went to school one day. I came home from school and she wasn't home no more. She was gone. She was supposed to pick me up from school. 
And she didn't. My dad did. I was like, well, this is cool. Dad picked me up. And I, you know, we got all the way home. Her car wasn't there. We walked inside. My dad went into his room, and she had a bunch of her stuff in his closet. All of her stuff was gone. The only thing she left was a bottle of fucking nail polish on a piece of paper as a note, you know, saying, I love you, Tara. I love this bottle of nail polish for you because it's your favorite color. And it was one of those old, like, Vidal Sassoon fucking yeah, Sally yeah. Hansen nail polish <laughs> had the little diamond on the bottle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, this was your favorite movie. And I was like, I I didn't register for a while. I'm only seven. You know, I don't, it doesn't click with me. But I remember that day that she left. Like, I remember coming home. She wasn't there. And then my dad, like, I think I asked, like, when's mom coming home? And I guess she at the store or something, you know? And my dad's like, no. She's not coming back, I don't think. And I, I guess, according to my dad, I just went, eh, okay, ran off. And then he's, he's now told me that, like, a week or so later when she didn't come back, I started, like, registering and kind of, like, where's mommy, you know? So right. at some point, I must have loved her, you know? I must have had some sort of connection. Oh, I'm sure. All of my family at the funeral were like, she loved you so much. And they're sending me all these pictures that she kept of me and stuff, which was nice, but... For all I knew, she just said, bye-bye. Well, yeah, you know? I mean, words or yeah. actions are speak a lot louder than words. Yep. There's a lot of empty promises in the world, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she was gone, so I didn't have that. I had Shelly. You know, Shelly came into my life. She was there. I always had my grandma and my aunt, Sherry. Sherry lives here in Utah. She's in West Jordan. My grandma lives lived in Arizona, so all I had from her was... A visit every once in a while she'd come down and spend a few days with us and then she'd go back usually when she was on a bowling tournament run she'd Hell come up yeah. <laughs> you know? my grandma loved to bowl a lot of the t-shirts and stuff she would send me for christmas were bowling league tournaments like yeah. one in like wyoming and arizona <laughs> like she went all around arizona you know <laughs> when she died on her headstone on the back of her headstone is a woman bowling that's so cool <laughs> and it that's looks pink. just like her that we found like the same hairdo and everything it's the old school she should you know, like bowling pins knocking everywhere. So she loved, she loved to bowl. She was good at it. They won lots of trophies. That explains a lot. Yeah. Um, I get made fun of when I bowl. I look like Fred Flintstone. He waddles. He walks funny. <laughs> <laughs> we were dying. We're like, <laughs> he was a good. He wasn't a bad bowler, but he just walked funny. <laughs> I got like a two hundred something, which is fucking my best game ever. So, yeah, so you can get a good uh, hundred out of me, maybe. Yeah. A good day. I'm not good at playing the balls. I'm sorry. Just, yeah. <laughs> you pay me, I'll learn. But hey, <laughs> darts though, I'm good at playing little shafts. Oh, I can't. Got used that to that either. over the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. But I was what I was given. All right. <laughs> that took a minute to click. That was funny. <laughs> anyway, I can play pool like a madman though. Sometimes I'm really good at pool. <laughs> yeah, I like pool a lot. That was my jam and drop core when I went. Like I'd watch movies yeah, and tired. play Modern Warfare like a son bitch on PC. <laughs> but pool was my jam. I'd play at least four hours a day. And I got, I guess, I got decently good at it. And then I quit playing for like two years after. I suck ass at it. But I, uh, I still 100% effort. I have this thing that I, I like to do and I don't know why. So, like, Princess Bride's probably my favorite movie of all time. And, like, the main dude's name is Wesley, my name. So, like, I do this thing where I learn how to play things left-handed. 
just that if shit gets fishy, I can, I can do that. I'm like, ah, I'm not left-handed. So I, I play pool and ping pong left-handed. And, like, it always throws people off. And That's then, legit. Like, ping pong is the best because I can do pretty well left-handed. And someone's like, oh, you're not I that good. And I'm like, you think that? <laughs> Break out a power hand. What's bad with me is I think I'm bad at all of them. And then the second I actually decide to play... For some reason, I'm fucking amazing. Like, I'm draining balls, and I'm doing good. Then I try to play again, and I suck. <laughs> you know what game I suck at is the fucking... What's it called? Where it's like the little soccer dudes, and you gotta flip the... Foosball. I suck I... so bad at so foosball. So do I. That's fair. Me too. Oh. No, you're I was never good against me. at college parties. No. Just say that. I had me right. <laughs> right. You, go to, you go to the party where foosball's going, and you're like, this ain't the party for me. I'll just take shots. Yeah, I'll watch. Uh, Dude, you blew that. But yeah, out. Hey, did he? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, the poopy diaper changes, everybody. It happens. <laughs> um, but <laughs> and don't play the "It's your turn, it's my turn" game because then you just get mad at each other. That's <laughs> a lie. I still do it. We still do it, but. It's more fun than actually serious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... I don't really know, like, where we were. Hold on. <laughs> so... Talking you, about meeting your sister. Yeah, well, so yes. we, we've got past that, and then we when talked about... When my mom about, left. Yeah. Yes. Um, so she disappeared from my life for... At the point that we... Um, saw her at the birthday party that had been almost 15 years that I'd actually had a whole conversation with her because she popped up every once in a while when I was a kid like my dad put me in daycare because he had to work and he told my daycare that if she just happened to show up don't let her in to say don't let her take me out of daycare don't let her in but yeah she wasn't allowed to cross the threshold of the daycare wasn't any court order or anything because they were never married but he just told them you know don't do it and they agreed to do it she shows up once well my grandma showed up her mom with a gift for me and then i got told there's someone here who wants to talk to you so i go out there and it's her and I'm like, oh, hi and she's like look who's in the car and she steps inside my mom's in the car and she waves at me i'm like oh great <laughs> she gets out of the car Walks up to the thing and stands at the door. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, my God. I missed you so much. Yada, yada. And she tells me that she had um, cancer and, you know, they had to cut her. And she lifts up her shirt to, like, an eight-year-old kid and shows me this big-ass scar that ran from one end of her stomach to the other. I'm like, to me, now, I'm like, that is cancer? I, that looks like old school, like, gastric bypass, like what they used to do, yeah. like, cut it and then tuck it, you know? Because she looked a lot thinner than she was when she left. So, I just assumed that that's what it was, but she tried to get sympathy and say it was cancer. Right. But, you know, then after that, I didn't see her for a while. But Rose, my grandma, lived close to us, and she would, like, drop off, like, Christmas cookies and gifts and shit for me. But, um... I remember I was at school, just down the street from my house. It's winter, I'm outside, playing in the snow. And I don't know what game we were playing, we're kids. But I just remember being, like, surrounded by all my friends. And I was trying to make a snow angel. So I'm on the ground, and my friends are standing around talking. We're bullshitting. And I hear this woman 
who's calling my name, walking, she's walking around the, the, like, the schoolyard. And I remember looking up, and I see this woman walking with a dog on the leash. And I could tell it's my mom. My brain, split second, went, don't say anything, say something. And I went, say something. So I was like, I'm down here. And she kept walking. And so I stood up, and I went, over here. She comes running. I'm like, oh, God, it is my mom. <laughs> I'm playing with the dog, of course, because I'm little. It's a doggy. She's like, hi, sweetheart. I just, I just, I left you a gift. It's in the office. Okay. So I go in the office, and she did. She left me a Christmas present. And it was some little, it was this wooden sleigh, just like a small one, like a decorative thing. And then she had, had my name put on and stickers on it. Mm-hmm. She said, Sarah, you're going to have to hold it. Um, and then there was this box that had a, a gift in it, a little cardboard box. And on the box, she had written, to Sarah, like Merry Christmas, love Mom and Ray. Ray was the guy she when she left. She went and married this other guy. Oh, okay. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? I took it home to my dad. He's like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is Ray? Who's this guy? That's she ended no. up being married to him this entire time. <laughs> You're okay. She was married to him the whole time she was after she left us. Um. And that was about it. After that, I didn't see her again. Didn't hear from her. Didn't see her. We ended up, my dad lost his job, so we had to move. We moved to Idaho for a few months because he was on unemployment and we couldn't afford to live here. So we found a house in Idaho. Shelly, our friend, knew a guy that used to live there who had sold his house to move back here. So he was renting it out. She's like, oh, let me get in contact. So we got, we ended up getting this house for like super cheap rent. And we lived in a really cute little like two bedroom house. In the middle of like a an RV, not an RV, but a, like a trailer court. Yeah. Um, in Idaho, in Filer, Idaho, which is inside of Twin Falls. <laughs> so there's Twin Falls, a little road called Pole Line Road. You just keep going, you run right into Filer, and then Buell, and then the next actual town, like Coeur d'Alene or something. Right. You like it? But um, <laughs> we were there for all of six months. So I started, I started fourth grade there, and I finished it when we came back. Because my dad ended up going to get his CDL license, and they paid for him to do it through the state. Oh, awesome. So then we had to move back here because he got a job. So it was a whole topsy-turvy time in my life for a little while. But she, my mother, when I saw her, hey, I don't know who you are. Hey, good to see you, big papa. Hey. So they call me in porno. <laughs> been doing great. I hope you've been doing well as well. Um. Apparently, according to my mother, that whole time she tried to <laughs> she tried to get in contact with me. She's like, I called child services and I looked in the phone book. Okay, it's like we haven't ever been not listed in the phone book. You look under Robinette, my dad's right there. Call the right. number. But so anyway, that was a whole thing. But after that, we moved back here, and I've been here the rest of the time. I haven't gone anywhere. I went to Arizona once, and I've been to Idaho a couple times, and. We went to Nevada and California. Like, that's it. Um, But we went my whole life. I didn't know my mom. I didn't do anything. Again, raised Catholic. And then as I got older, all of my friends are Mormon. So they're all, like, trying to do the, come to church with me. You should come do this. The boy, I had a couple boys ask me to go to, like, their church dances. And my dad wouldn't let me go. He's like, (laughs) they're going to try to indoctrinate you. That's They're just going to convert you. And that's all they're going to do. <laughs> I'm I was like, this game. Come um, on now. <clears throat> so I wasn't allowed to go to those. 
but I never had any weird experiences, I guess, with the religious stuff. That's good. Like, nothing was ever odd. Um, I had a few friends that were weird, but <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, way too, you know. Just some animal babes. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> they were way too, um. I can't wait for it. It looks so dope. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, big pop. No, things. Sorry, I'll okay. answer your question. Yeah, things have been going great. And uh, Forrest, we just work opposite schedules. He works the weekend shift now, and I work the weekdays, so we can't really line up to he's do still it. a stud. Yeah, he's still a stud. He works with James. Works with uh, well, we work with James. He's the <laughs> he's the. the you don't gotta put me on a pedestal, dog. It's fine. Yo, man. Got to. <laughs> I don't put the pussy on a pedestal. We've got to do something. I put the importance it. on the pedestal. <laughs> and no, Cyberpunk looks pretty rad. So funny. I think it's going to be good. I'm ready for, for all you PC folks, maybe. I'm ready to see John Wick steampunk. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I'm ready to get in that world. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. Don't have kids if you're trying to PC game. <laughs> it's okay. You stop. Like he heard that, and he's like, oh. He's like, I mean, I can't disagree. Um, he's just trying to say PC Master Race. Yeah. Yep. You know. <laughs> we know it. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I had a pretty good childhood, other than my dad was an alcoholic, so I couldn't do I couldn't do anything past about 8.30. Right. So if I was, I wasn't really allowed to go to a sleepover. I had to have them come to my house. My dad didn't care if they came to my house and we stayed up till four o'clock in the morning. He didn't give two shits, but I wasn't allowed to go somewhere because my dad was paranoid, ex-drug addict also on top of that. So he's real paranoid (laughs) and I wasn't allowed to go anywhere because something could happen to me, which I get. At least it sounds like if he had a good childhood though, he wasn't like a aggressive alcoholic no. which is no he good. was never an angry alcoholic the only time he ever got when he would get drunk and be angry that was really bad but it was never like against me or anything it right. just something would piss him off and then he would a few times he broke some things um there was a christmas where he destroyed some christmas lights and really kind of ruined christmas for me because <laughs> he was mad that he didn't have money so again like you said the whole capitalism thing with christmas it's you don't have money, so you can't buy gifts for your kids, so they're going to hate Christmas, or they're going to hate you, or whatever. But in reality, you know, the best Christmases that I've ever had is when the family just wants to kick it, you yeah. know? Just watch movies. I'll get drunk. I mean, drink hot cocoa. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pour chocolate a little Bailey's yeah. in that hot chocolate. <laughs> I'm not going to judge, bro. Watch Christmas Vacation until I die laughing. Yeah, we, that was our tradition because TBS on cable always played Christmas Story yep. and Christmas Vacation, so you had to watch it all day. No matter what else you watched, you'd always come back to it. you got to watch it a little bit. <laughs> Y'all can at me, but Christmas Vacation is better than Christmas Story. You I mean, know, yeah, in a way. It's a lot funnier. I'm a weird one. I don't like Christmas movies. He doesn't really like Christmas movies. They're funny movies, in their so. own way. Like, I mean, the funniest movie by far is fucking, uh, God damn it. Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone's good. Like, and Die Hard. Die, die Hard, hard is a for Christmas real, movie. best Christmas movie ever. Yep. But, I mean, just think about it. Home Alone, 
nowadays that shit happens, a 13-year-old kid's just going to blast you with an AR. And it's yeah, for real. <laughs> You're not going to have all sorts of crazy <laughs> Bust in the door, and that kid's going to be like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I just got down a cod. What's up? War's on 35th. <laughs> what is it? They say gang gang? Yeah, gang gang. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say one of the funniest things I ever saw last year for Christmas was someone edited Little Drummer Boy to oh, the no. that drummer movie with uh, Drumline. Yeah, Drumline. <laughs> it was the scene of Hell yeah. Nick Cannon doing the drums, oh, but it was no. the Little Drummer Boy. I was like, oh, that's so good, dude. <laughs> people are people are a trip. So I'm yeah. curious where. Where did y'all start kind of nah. getting Me? interested? In each nah. other? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I met him in high school for all of two months that he was there. Probably more like three. I was a slacker and a stoner. <laughs> Happens. Um, but <laughs> it, was, it, was right before he, it was right before he dropped out and then moved away. Oh. And then we ended up going to job court. That was the whole thing. But I met him because I was in school. I was in my cooking class. Food's first period when you're awake and bake stoner. Oh, <laughs> greatest thing ever. Dude. It wasn't the first period because it was right before lunch. It was my first period. <laughs> <laughs> it's school starting out great when you're high as fuck. Yeah, like, dude. We're cooking. <laughs> yeah, he only showed up on days where we cooked because we didn't cook every day, but he figured out what days that was gonna be. <laughs> important days. <laughs> the system, dog. Um. But yeah, he walked in because my friend Cassie was his cousin. Mm-hmm. At one, they used to be cousins by marriage, but they weren't anymore. But they were still family. He, they, we went to the same school, so she was taking him around all of his classes. Oh, okay. Showing him where everything Cypress is. High. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Talk about Granger, dog. Sorry. Enough. Pirates. Are. Is there any of your southern schools? <laughs> <laughs> South of Salt Lake Other City. I don't know. Tracks, <laughs> um. It's in Magna, so where we live now, it's literally just down the street from our house. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he walked in, my, my friend walked him in, and talked to the teacher, like, oh, here's your new student, yada, yada. And she's like, well, you gotta pick the group to go to, and we were the only table that had an empty seat. Because we were in little groups. So, of course, he come, he walked in. He decided to tell me this a couple months into everything. He walked in, saw my friend. Thought she was pretty, so made a beeline for our table. Damn straight. My friend Gabby is. Just, she's really pretty. She's. She was kind of like an emo girl, but she was. She's Indian, like Native American Indian. So she's got the long hair. It was just jet black down her back. She had tons of hair. She wore glasses, but she always had kind of like that emo look. She was into evanescence and that kind of stuff. Right. So. Damn she saw like, her. Creme de la crop back in the day, he saw her, walked in, said hi to all of us because it was we were all girls. I don't think we had a, a dude in our chick group. table, dog. I knew what was up. We didn't have a girl in our group at all, and uh, or I mean a boy in our group. But he I mean, came you in. Call me a girl. It's fine. I got titties. <laughs> <laughs> he came in, sat down, immediately started talking to her. Because I'm all shy. Like I fucking in high school, I didn't wear anything different other than uh, the same fucking three pairs of jeans that I had, ugly ass tennis shoes, band t-shirts, and my hair was in a ponytail. I didn't have glasses yet. And I had long hair too. You still have glasses. I hadn't got them yet. I hadn't started getting them yet. Hmm. In the beginning. And then I got them like right after. But anyway, I had long hair too. And I was always Gabby. 
but I had long hair too. <laughs> it was always in a ponytail because I was not doing anything with it. I didn't know how. Again, didn't have a mom. Shelly tried to teach me things, but I was like, huh, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't do anything. So he walked in and I was like, oh, he's cute. That was my reaction. I was like, uh-uh. can't look at him. Can't say nothing. Uh-uh. Oh, beat red. <laughs> and uh, it Come took back. a while for me to actually talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> All my friends knew that I liked him. They could tell. I Apparently I was flirting and I had no idea what the hell that meant. I never even thought about a boy before except for like musicians that I thought were cute but um, so my friends were like you're you're flirting with him I'm like no I'm not I don't even know what that is I'm naive shut up anyway a little while into it he kept coming in on the days when we were cooking he (laughs) came in on days we decided to make pretzels Jesus fish and he he, he made no Gabby made a Jesus fish he stole Gabby's Jesus fish because he was hungry and high and wanted to munchie. Well, yeah. She got so mad because she's like, where's my where's my Jesus fish? <laughs> James is like, oh. Teacher, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> she took it, dog. It's religious. I don't know. <laughs> but um, then one day, like, there was a week where he didn't come into class. And I was like, the hell? And, like, right before this, he had, like, the week before we were sitting at lunch because we had that class before lunch. He would come to lunch sometimes, and he was sitting at our table. Mister, we have got a picture somewhere. He had his hat on, those flat brim hats, wearing sunglasses, music in his ear constantly. He had the guy liner on, and he's just in a corner. Mister Emo, yep. <laughs> zip up hoodies and everything. And I wasn't cool enough to ban hoodies. <laughs> I band shirts, but not band hoodies. <laughs> he tells me, out of the blue, we're just having a conversation. He tells me, you know, the only reason they came and sat at your table was because of Gabby. Damn, straight, still yep. savage from day one. <laughs> and I was like, fine, I won't like you anymore. It's fine. I went home like, I'm not cute enough for anybody. Whatever. All my friends had boyfriends, and I'm over there like, I'm over here too. Anyway. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, huh? <laughs> we he ends up like not showing up for a week, and I'm like, what the hell? So I ask, I finally I find Cassie. Before all that, I had to get your number how many times? Three. He kept asking me and Gabby for our phone numbers, and he never had paper because you know he's a stoner kid who never had anything <laughs> in his backpack. <laughs> he had a backpack, but he never had anything in it. If it ain't rolling papers, it ain't worth it. We'd be like, do you have a pen? No. Got paper? No. So, <laughs> did you use the excuse, Salty Frank? Did you use the excuse that a Christian should be happy to share the Jesus fish in the spirit of Christianity? <laughs> no, I just took that shit. I didn't care. No, we didn't explain nothing. It was just where to go. He I ate it. I don't okay. even think I salted it. I just fucking ate the dough. <laughs> we baked it. Just it didn't do it. I was baked for sure. <laughs> Some was baked in that room for sure. <laughs> um. But he, uh, so he didn't, I, I find a search and search, I find Cassie, I'm like, where is he? She's like, oh, he left, he dropped out. I was like, the fuck, you didn't even say bye? Oh, sorry, I don't know. He just gone, and I didn't see him for two years. I finished high school, I started college, and as I'm in college, like, working on something on a computer, I was also logged into Facebook because I'm, you know, shitty, I was a shitty college student. Do not go to college unless you're ready. <laughs> I thought I was ready because high school was a breeze. I was not ready. 
prepare yourself because you have to actually study. If you're a good kid, didn't have to study in high school, you're going to have to in college. doesn't matter what you do. Anyway, <laughs> I was on the computer. Context to that of why I disappeared and dropped out was that was pretty much the turning point of when I left home. Mm. So it was, it literally wasn't even like a, I'm done. It was like, I got to leave tonight kind of scenario. So that's essentially what happened. It was over the weekend. I bailed, left my little brother behind, did all that shit, moved out to Eagle Mound with my buddies and that was it. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. Um, so two years pretty much went by. I graduated. I started, I did like a summer jump start into college thing. So I didn't, that summer I graduated, I had two weeks off. I started summer college, finished that in six weeks, had two weeks off before I actually started college again. Um, but while I was up there working on my classwork and then I was on Facebook and he, he pops up on my Facebook and I'm like, well, yeah, this is. he friend requests me. So I accept it. Then he gets on, sees that I'm on, gets on Facebook Messenger. You know how it used to pop fucking, up? It was like AIM. They yeah. used to Messenger, yeah. dog. Used to pop up on the bottom with a little ping sound or the little pop noise. And he's like, hi, how are you? Whatever. And he tells me that, you know, he was in, he's been in Eagle Mountain this whole time. He just moved back with his grandma, with Debbie. And he was like, we should hang out. Or we, well, no, he would not at, flat out ask me out or tell me that he wanted to. It was this whole fucking flirty conversation back and forth and back yeah. and forth. And then he just comes out with, so are you a virgin? <laughs> I was like, I'm a I'm, I'm, at this point, had left the computer lab because I'm all like, I was red from here up the entire time because I was so like nervous and excited. It, <laughs> I was like, "There's a cute boy that's talking to me," so I got off the computer, got out of the lab, went back to my dorm, got on my laptop, and kept talking to him. And I would run to my friends and I'd be like, "He just asked me if I'm a virgin. What the fuck do I say?" And they're like, "He's a creep. Don't answer." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'd run back in there and go, yeah, why does it matter? <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't know. I just kind of have a thing for virgins. So uh, uh, <laughs> up until that point, no joke, every chick I was with, I took their weed card. There was like four or five before that. He was stacking cards over here. Uh, dude, I was Apparently. cashing in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was like, ah, I don't, it doesn't really. I just, I got a thing for virgins. And she was like, uh, Okay. It's like, well, yeah, I, I am, I guess. It's like, cool. Yeah. Cool. It wasn't like, obviously, if you've been with a virgin, it's not super enjoyable. It just, for some reason, that's how it worked out. So I was genuinely curious. Swiggity, swiggity, I mean, coming for that booty. You know? I think about it, I would have rather bang like 12 study chicks knew what they were doing, but whatever. He just liked the feeling of being like, yeah, I can show you what you're doing and how to oh. do this, I think. I guess it was a control thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but so he asked me that. I was, you know, I answered whatever. We kept talking, kept talking. And then finally, I was like, okay, this is going on. It had been like a three-hour conversation, and neither he wouldn't ask me out. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I had never had a boyfriend at this point. Never been kissed, never had a boyfriend, nothing. So I'm over there like, well, I don't know what to say. How do I ask somebody out? I don't know. I'm telling my friends, I'm like, you want to ask stupid? Uh, do I ask? No, you don't do it. You know, back and forth with girls gossiping and shit. <laughs> and then I finally went, so we should hang out sometime. And he's like, yeah, we should. I'm like, well, I'm in college, but if you can come up here, you know, can hang out after I'm done with class. Well, I don't have any money. I don't have a job. 
So I have to borrow money from my mom. I'm like, well, don't do that if you don't. No, I'll ask her. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember the day. It was August sixth. First off, they pay you eleven bucks every two weeks to live in Job Corps. Don't listen to the fucking hype. They lie the shit out of you. Yeah, you'll make twenty cents. No, fucking lie. You make thirty bucks when you're there, like two years. All right, and that's every two weeks after taxes. So they tax your ass to get paid at Job Corps. It's stupid. But just enough to buy like shampoo and yeah, deodorant. like personal <laughs> items that you need. Which I still didn't fucking have enough for because the store on campus was overpriced like our fucking vending machines at work. Mm. <laughs> but, so yeah. <laughs> you tell me three fifty nine for that Lunchable's overpriced? Dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still think they're like two fifty nine at the store. So. Yeah. Hey, that dollar goes a long way. Now you're getting broke. Yeah. Um, Especially with a kid. <laughs> but he, you know, so I was like, you can, you know, you can come up here and he's like, well, if I'm going to come all the way out there, I better get something in return. My man playing the fucking the game. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? And my friends are like, what is he talking about? You haven't, you're still, you don't have, don't have sex with him. Don't do that. <laughs> you don't know, no, don't do that yet. You don't know him. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a whore. <laughs> and I was like, well, what does that mean? And he's like, well, I don't know, like a kiss or something. And I was like, well, like, yeah. um, like, and I think I'm, you know, all the, cause I read a bunch of romance novels at this sure. point, I'm 18, so I'd read them, you know, I know what happened. Yeah. She was dead woman being, don't I? Yeah. I figured out what porn was long before my father realized that I was a teenager. So, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't a kid, no but my point is, is I figured out what the internet had to offer when I was like <laughs> 16, 17. The internet giveth. <laughs> so, the free shit before I knew there was shit you had to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, OnlyFans. What's up? <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, you I, know you know, I'm like, I, I think I'm being flirty. I was like, well, I've never done that before. <laughs> wink, wink. And he's like, don't worry, I can show you. Oh, 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 oh. Dog, I was like, okay. <laughs> so that weekend, it was the sixth. Yeah. Yep. Okay. August 6th of 2010, exactly, was our first date. It wasn't really a date date. It was a, he's going to drive up here on the train. Told me he'd be there at a certain time, so I'm all excited. And I went, you know how the track trains, like when they have the, the handicap spots, there's like the stairs and the doors that'll, like opens up right to the handicap thing. Right. And so it's a ramp. I sat there because it was summer and hot as fuck outside. I'm wearing a band t-shirt because I think it's going to impress the emo kid. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm sitting there and I sat outside for two hours waiting for him to show up because I thought he was going to be there at a certain time and the trains ended up being fucking delayed so he didn't get there till he I was like fucking sweating to death he finally shows up and I'm like yeah woohoo excited and it just this summer college thing is you had to go home every weekend or if you had your own car you could stay <laughs> you could stay if you had your own car which my roommate did but nobody else did so she would stay there she lived in Tokerville, fucking St. George, and right. she was going to the U. So she had her own car. Jesus. So she that's stayed on campus. Island, yeah. yeah. She wouldn't go home. She just stayed there. That's, yeah. that's why. But I had everybody else had to go home. So you'd pack up your like leave your bed and everything there, but you take your clothes home for the weekend and all that. He shows up on a Friday afternoon, and my dad's due to come pick me up. 
I figured we had enough time, but I didn't realize with the train taking forever and all of that. So he shows up. We hang out. We talk for a little while. There was this little pavilion with, like, a table under a tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was right, like, the parking lot to my dorm was right here. And the, down a little hill and the table and the tree. So we're sitting here. You can see the parking lot. Perfect view from where I was. And so the parking lot could see in. We're talking, whatever. And he decides, okay, now I'm going to kiss you, whatever the fucking lead up was. I don't remember what it was. But I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I tell people that it was like I kissed a, like you kiss a dog. Because I don't know what I'm doing. So I just went. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that could use some work. <laughs> fucking said that to me. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, ow. And then he kissed me again, and it was better than before. He's like, oh, that was better, you know. But it happened to be right at that particular time, I look up, and my dad is parked right there. Oh, no. He doesn't know anything about James. It wasn't like I was trying to hide it, necessarily. But I wasn't trying to have my dad watch me kiss somebody at the first freaking second, you know. I was like, shit, my dad's here, babe, you gotta go. So he goes walking around the other side of the building. I go running inside and text my dad. I'm sorry, I gotta get my shit. I'll be right there. Hold on. Running and I threw everything in my suitcase because I didn't pack. Threw and I was wearing makeup. I put makeup on and I don't wear makeup often. And I came home and my dad, I wasn't wearing a lot, but I was wearing mascara and eyeliner. And my, I didn't say anything about it. Didn't really bring it up. And then my dad, out of nowhere, is just like, "Why you got makeup on?" Oh, I don't know. I just felt like wearing it. And it wasn't because you were out there trying to hang out with that boy, were you? And I was like, "No." school and stuff yeah whatever yeah, okay that was it didn't say nothing else about it but i didn't hide it i wasn't like not i just didn't tell my dad that technically i had a boyfriend but after a while like that next following week on the 10th was our first like date date i had money though at the time and he didn't so we went to a movie <laughs> i paid for it <laughs> and that started our relationship from there it's been going we went six months. He mm. broke up with me for his previous girlfriend, also named Sarah. <laughs> Damn. Um, because it she like crazy like that. He hadn't started job before yet because he started it when I started college. So I was in college, going to school, going in the middle of my art class. He calls me and tells mm. me that. So Sarah found my phone number and messaged me. I was like, Oh really? You know, I don't think anything of it. And then he tells me that she's like, I still love you. I still want to be in a relationship with you. So then he's like, I don't know what to do. I've got to be. So I'm going to pick her, he says. First boyfriend, boyfriend, first breakup. It was a whole fucking shitty weekend for me. But <laughs> um, anyway, that was when he was in Job Corps. So he was gone for all week. And then he'd come home on the weekends if he had his good card to come home. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking dumb, too. So if you're local... You're supposed to be able to come home every weekend regardless of whether so i went to clearfield and they give you what's called a bulldog card because you're the clearfield bulldogs you get different levels for how long you're there and like your attendance and just participation and bullshit like that well i learned you could cheat the system even if you didn't fucking have it you're still good to go home if you were local which was you lived in utah so i was like fuck yeah fuck this shit i don't need it well, apparently that's wrong. You still need the base level one to be able to leave campus. Otherwise, you're trapped, essentially. They won't let you leave. Yeah. So can you, I, I don't know a lot about Job Corps. Like, I don't really know how it works. Can you give me, like, a brief 
explanation of what it is and what so ultimately the easiest way to describe it is vocational training mixed with juvie slash jail slash college life when you're a fuck off kid in school best way to describe it so a lot of kids get essentially it's kind of like a ultimatum go to job corps go to jail type shit oh okay better your life uh i think you threw it in there if not it's somewhere on the ground but I don't know. Anyway, so it's most of the time it's an ultimatum thing. You can choose to volunteer yourself to go, but you have to be a minimum of eighteen, unless they're changed to up to twenty-six. That's your age gap. And if you volunteer to go, they need it's kind of like college. They need like your parents' tax shit and everything like that, so you know, blah blah blah. Because they blah. pay for everything. Yeah, it's all it's all, it's all government funded. They pay for your housing, they pay for your education, whatever you choose to do, whether it's on campus or at a college or whatever. So you do all that. I decided that it would be good for me to go and learn a trade to make money and start my life because right. of my upbringing. So I volunteered to go. I had I was 17 when I looked into it and tried every, like, contacted them, did everything. I had to wait till I was 18 to go in. So I think it was like two weeks after my birthday, or the week after my birthday, something like that. I went and like because it, it was February when they started. Went through orientation, did everything, and that's when they were like, "Cool, you live on campus." And I was like, "Wait, what the fuck? I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, what?" But regardless of what everybody says, there's good and bad points of everything in life. Job Corps to me was phenomenally better than high school, and I made some of my best friends I could ever have mm-hmm. in Job Corps. My roommates were fucking wild, but they were awesome people. So, <laughs> I had a very diverse room. There was two white guys, me and Matt. We called him Bones or Dry Bones because he's a little gangbanger from Kansas City. And then we had Emmanuel Sanchez, a little short Mexican kid. And then the first black dude we had, we called him Twix. His name was Joshua Williams, I think, or Willis, something like that. Name dropping all over the place. We, <laughs> called him Twix though because the roommates got him baked they went to the mall and he wouldn't stop bugging everybody to buy him a Twix (laughs) but this kid was stacked knew a little bit of MMA but loved magic he would play it like a mofo and it was dope because I was a little nerdy so we got along with it and just he he was extreme though we called him MOB magic over bitches Chicks were throwing themselves at him, and he would rather go sit in the lobby and play magic with all the weird Hell smelly kids. Yeah. And I was like, hey, do what you gotta do. But I mean, this I dick get ain't it. free. <laughs> so he was a cool kid, but he had I an have attitude. 50 land cards to get this <laughs> my two roommates were legit game makers. They were both Norteños. Mm. So the one was straight from Cali, a little uh, manual kid, straight from Cali, like fresh out fucking juvie and shit like that. But he wasn't like a bad kid. He just he was in a bad situation with some bad people. Right. Matt came because his home situation wasn't the best either. And his, I think it was his stepdad, wanted to press charges because he whooped his ass for beating his sick mom. Hmm. So the judge was like, job corps or jail? Hmm. And he was like, word. And then Josh, I think him and his his dad was like military or something. So his dad was like, if you're not going to the military, you're going to job court type shit. Right. So, yeah, I was the only one there that was like, fuck it, I'll go just because I want to go. And they were like, you're fucking retarded, white boy. <laughs> so Matt was a super duper gangbanger, little white kid, baggy jeans, fucking red t-shirts. 
Manuel's a little Norteño, fucking, you know, gangbang this, me and my homies are fucking blah, 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 blah. And I walk in the room, and they all fucking try their fucking stupid little gangbanger shit. Like, what set you read, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, bro, this is what it is. I'm not a gangbanger. I don't really listen to rap. I'm not going to fight you unless I have to, so let's just get that shit out of the way now. And they were both like, oh, okay, you're cool. And I was smoking at the time, and they all smoked, but nobody had cigarettes, and I always had cigarettes, so I was like kingpin in the room. So fucking, I come in. two dollars a cigarette. Dude, for real. I come in the room, and I'd be like, yo, you gotta smoke, and I'd be like, noodles, like pepper, let's go, dog. Like, Trailer Park Boys, that shit. So, yeah, I was like, what do you got? Like, I need noodles, something, dog, they're not free. So, yeah, no, we all got along good, and then... One night, Josh thought it would be funny to take Emmanuel's phone and text some of the girls he had in his phone. Well, one of them happened to be an OG's sister. Oh. And Josh said some shit that you shouldn't say to somebody like that. And it ultimately came down to either you handle them or we will. So I come in the room. Emmanuel's freaking out, doesn't know what the fuck to do. And I was like, yo, what's up? And he's like, nah, this is some shit you won't get. And I was like, bro... Try me. Like, I've been in some crazy shit before. What's going on? Tell me. And he's like, look, homeboy hit up the OG sister. The OG's after me now. Like, either I got to do this shit or they're coming and it won't be good. And I was like, all right, well, I'll handle your shit, dog. Like, fuck, do what you got to do. And he's like, well, no, you don't understand. Like, I got to fuck him up. Okay. Right. I was like, if I'm not here, I don't see shit. Like, just tell me what the fuck's going down so I can dip. Right. It is what it is. Like, I'm not a snitch. I'm not going to tell him. You're not a roomie. He's like, I don't give a fuck what you do. So, this motherfucker, <laughs> um, he's telling me about it, and Josh walks in the room, and Emmanuel starts just fucking going at him. Emmanuel's like 4'11. Josh is almost six foot. Right. And I was like, this is some funny shit, because man is a little fucking, a little tiny stag Mexican kid, and Josh is like a cut black dude, and he was athletic as fuck, and I was like, I don't know, you might get your shit rocked, bud. Right. So I was, I was just chilling, I was texting her and shit on my phone, just chilling on my bed. I was like, yo, I'm gonna go catch a movie, they're playing fucking whatever at the theater tonight. And Josh is like, yo, I was gonna watch that too, and I was like, nah, homie, like, you guys got some shit you gotta hash out. I was like... Not my business. All I know is you said some shit to some people that you shouldn't have said. And he's like, oh, you mean that little bitch? Uh-uh. And Emmanuel got fucking heated, dog. <laughs> Dude, no hesitation. I go walking by, and I see this little red blur come from the side of me and just straight <laughs> hit him. Oh. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Next yeah. thing I know, I'm just standing there, and these fools are going at it. And Josh is laughing because he's not doing nothing to him. Right. He's trying to like push him and hit him. And dude's just standing there and he can't move him. And I'm like, fuck, dude, what the fuck? And then Josh just looked at him and kicked him square in the dick. And I was like, yo, like, hold up. I was like, you can't do that. So I was like, all right, that's when I, you know, I go and grab him because he kicked him in the dick and he went to hit him. And I was like, yo, hold up, wait, like, yeah. hold on, dog. So I grab him and all of a sudden Emmanuel thinks I'm helping him out. So as I'm pulling Josh back, Emmanuel gets up, still in pain, fucking one hand on his dick, just trying to swing it, dude. And I was like, yo, calm down. And he's like, nah. And he's swinging, and then my other roommate comes in, and because they're both red, 
All of a sudden, he sees dude swinging on him, so he pushes me out of the way and grabs him, and they both just start fucking hitting it. Oh, shit. And I was like, yo, this is some wild shit. So finally, I was like, all right, look, this shit's over. Twix had a bloody nose. He didn't really get fucked up that bad. Manuel's like, yeah, I handled that shit. Took a picture of it, whatever. Talked to his dude. He's cool. Well, Twix was mad because Matt came in the room and started holding him. So now Twix and Matt are fighting. So <laughs> Twix goes to tackle Matt. Matt stuffs it, puts him in a guillotine, and drops on the bed and is just choking the shit out of him. And I was like, damn. Okay. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right. Josh starts tapping, and Matt's not letting go. And I was like, bro, no. Let go. And he's like, no, I'm going to kill him. He's like, no, you're not. I was like, let go. He's like, what are you going to do about it? So I fucking, I grab his one hand, and I punch him in the ribs. And I was like, stop. And he just looks at me, and he lets Josh up, and Josh goes to push him off. So Matt swoops him up again and just starts hitting his ribs. And I was like, you guys need to stop right now. So I grab them both, and I push him away. I grab Twigs by the shirt, and I throw him on his bed, and I'm like, dog, stop. Sit down over there. Don't fucking make a sound. He's like, just stop. I was like, you need to fucking chill. This had nothing to do with you. And he's like, no, now it's personal. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Fuck you. And he's like, well, are you going to fight me too? I'm like, I'll destroy you. Stop. <laughs> he's like, you don't even know how to fight. I'm like, you don't know that. Even if I don't, I know I'm going to destroy you. I was like, I just watched you fight him. You think I'm going to let you swoop me up like that? <laughs> so they finally cool off. I'm like, look, I got to go watch this fucking movie. I've been trying to watch for 20 minutes. <laughs> Like, if you guys are going to fight, cool. I don't want to fucking come back to it. If my bed's fucked up when I get back, I'm going to fuck you both up. They made him do, like, military corners. Yeah, because you got to fucking make your bed and shit, do your your chores in the morning or at night, whatever, and they come and check your room. So I was like, look, my shit's good. Don't fuck my shit up, because I got yeah, girl I'm trying to go get laid this weekend. Like, fuck, dude. Right. So they're on their bullshit. I go catch the movie, texting her or whatever come back twix is out of the room he's gone for the night and i look at matt and i'm like what's going on and he's like nah fuck you like we're not cool and i was like bro however you want to do it is how you want to do it and i was like but i got one smoke left i'm going to the bathroom to go smoke yeah, you're more than welcome to come in here and share with me so he comes in and i'm like look we could be friends or you can hate me all you want however you want to do it is up to you and i was like but you're a cool dude i got nothing against you i was like the shit you're doing is stupid as fuck though right He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you think these people are going to be there for you if anything ever happens and goes down? He's like, well, I don't know. I was like, well, I was there for you tonight. I've never gangbanged once in my life. I was like, but I know a good person when I see him, and I'm a good judge of character. You're a good dude. You're just, you're fucking confused, dude. You don't know what the fuck to do with your life. Right. He's like, you've already been here two years, dog, for something you should have been here six months for. What the fuck's going on? So that night, he fucking, like, had an epiphany. We became good-ass friends. After that, they booted Twix out of the room. And we got this other dude. I don't remember his name, but he was another black kid. But he was short as fuck, too, and he was a blood. So he was always trying to fucking cause shit. And our room ended up being, like, the fucking room where people came to hash shit out. Like, <laughs> our room was a fight club room that sucked right. ass because fucking my bed always got fucked up. And I was like, man, just fucking fight over there, dude. Right. I'm fat. I don't like doing this shit twice. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, like, we never really had problems after that. Everything was chill. And then, yeah, so after that is when I realized, fucking, you gotta, like, you gotta keep good standings and do shit that you're supposed to do to be able to go home. 
So I wasn't able to go home a couple times, and that whole shit with fucking the other Sarah was just dumb, emotional James. Essentially, like, it was kind of like the first girl I actually, like, fell for in a way. So the, the way that whole shit went down was just really bad miscommunication on both parts, but she fucked me over regardless. So does Job Corps teach you, like, is that where you learned composites? Yeah. So you get different choices of what you want to do. They have a whole variety of shit. So it's kind of like multiple choice questions. You get, yeah. like, a flyer of what they offer, and then you pick three. My top three were composites, because I wanted to build cool shit. Uh, auto mechanics, because I fucking love cars. And welding, because why the fuck not? Right. If you're dealing with cars, you should not have weld. So, composites was my first choice, because I was like, dude, composites are the shit, and they're going to blow up. That's my exact thinking. Yeah. And I was like, if I can get a jump start on it now, I'll be set when shit fucking... Right. And I'll make buku bucks, which doesn't fucking happen. But, <laughs> so, I do that. I go in, I hammer it out. They quoted me that to get my diploma or GED, my license... And my vocational training, I should have been there like a year and a half. I finished my vocational training in six months, which was fucking incredible. And I went to the Kaysville DATC and learned composites there from Kent Kimura, his wife, and the instructor we had, Damon. Wait, so HR guy, Kent? No, oh no, sorry, Ken, Ken, some, I think it's Kimura, I don't remember. I was like, whoa. No, but... Small so, world. <laughs> yeah. Ken and his wife. And then Damon, he was dope-ass instructor. He's kind of a younger dude, but he was, like, laid back. Mm -hmm. So they had, like, rules set up to where, like, you could only do X amount of things per class period. And the reason I got through it so quick is because Damon didn't give a fuck, and I'd do my whole section in one day. Mm -hmm. So I'd have, like, 14 different projects on the table curing while everybody else had, like, three. So I was kind of a dick in that aspect, because I was like, ah, that's me. But, so yeah, they do that, and then they offer, well, they don't really offer, they make you go to school if you don't already have a GED or diploma, so you can graduate as well. So while I was doing that, I finished my vocational training. I still had to go through and do my GED. And I was doing GED because they... To do my diploma, I would have had to do packets, and I only had, like, maybe 12 credits. So I was like, fuck that. And packets there are about half of what you'd normally get at a regular school, so you gotta right. do double. I wasn't trying to fucking be there forever. I wanted to get on with my life. So I was like, fuck it. GED's the same thing. And it is what it is. So I was like, fuck it. I went and did that. I passed everything the first try. English, uh, history... Geography or biology, Science. whatever it was. And then math was my last one. And I fucking, I hate numbers. I suck at math. It's just garbage. Last thing I needed to learn was fucking percentages. Mm. And I, goddamn, I hate it so much, dude. Math sucks ass. So, <laughs> I was in class, finished my vocational, got my certification. I was technically already ready to go to work. So I was a certified composite tech did that they were like cool you need to finish school while you're at school you can do driver's ed and get your license but my birthday is the beginning of the year so i fell through the cracks right there because it was an overlap so they're like all right no license for you fuck all right so 
trying to fucking do everything. I had to take the math portion three times. If you do it over three times, you gotta wait six months to do it again. Oh, so you have to stay to the there state. another six months. Right. So I would have had to stay, and I was like, fuck that, no, I'm passing. I barely passed math. I think the lowest you could get was like an 89. I got like an 89.7. Take it. And I was like, we'll take it. <laughs> so, but our math teacher, I think her name was like Miss Carlson or something. She was an older lady with a fucking a crazy lazy eye. Oh. And dude, everybody clowned her. I felt so bad. Because these are fucking like. LA kids and fucking gangbanger kids and just douchebag little assholes and it was bad but it was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life this lady had a lazy eye and she would she had enough she was an older lady so when she hit that limit it was you know she'd fucking yell at you and shit and this one time this little kid (laughs) he's being such a dickhead so He's fucking the whole class. He's making jokes, fucking lighting cigarettes in the back of shit. She's like, bro, you got to stop. And he's just going off. And finally, she was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking to you. And he's like, really? I couldn't tell. Oh, bro, no. we all fucking lost it. We all started laughing. And she caught herself, too. She giggled a little bit, but then she realized what happened. Oh, no. And she's like, that's super disrespectful. She's like, you need to leave the class now. And he's like, all right, I fucking hate this class anyways, you dumb old bitch. Yeah, class walking out. Bit. He's like, next time, look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> Dude, I fucking, I died. I was like, oh, my God, bro. Oh, no. And she just looked at me, and she's like, is this funny? And I'm like, I, no offense. I'm not trying to, like, be like that. But that was some funny shit. And she was like, well, I appreciate your honesty, but I, it, it's hurtful. I'm like, no, I get it. Like, I know it's fucked up. I was like, but that, I can't. That was, I'm sorry. It's that funny. was quality. <laughs> and she was like, I understand. So after class, she's like, you really shouldn't play into people like that. And I'm like, D- I get it. Like, I wasn't trying to. It just got me off it, guard. <laughs> it was out of left field, and I couldn't blame him because nobody knows. Yeah. And she was like, well, I understand. It's a disability. I'm like, I get it. Like, you don't need to explain. I'm not trying to be rude. I understand. It was just funny. That's all it was. I wasn't trying to egg him on or anything. I just, I giggled. I can't help it. I'm sorry. So we were cool after that. She fucking passed me, showed me, like, tutored me after, and fucking helped me get percentages. I was like, dope. So whoever, I don't remember your name, but you were a dope-ass math teacher. But, yeah, so it's essentially that. And then where the prison college life comes in is after your trade hours, so from, like, 7 to 4 p.m. are trade hours. So that's when you, like, go to school, you go to your training, whatever it may be. You get out of class, you go back to your dorm, clean up everything, shower for the day or whatever, and then you get rec time till like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Right. And then you have a meeting at night and a meeting in the morning before you can do everything. So. Kind of like a head count. They got, yeah, they got like movie theater, you can go watch movies in, they got their recreation lounge where you go play pool or whatever, dinner where you go and get cafe food, and then they have like computer labs where you can go play games. We had a fucking music room where I went and jammed with a bunch of people and shit, and we went to concerts and shit. It was dope as fuck. But you were only able to do that if you were following rules and doing what you're supposed to do. Right. So a lot of kids didn't do that. They didn't get privileges like that. And you also get what's cut. Your bulldog cards allow you X amount of time off campus. Each level you go up, you get more time off. So your base card is 45 minutes. Which, in Clearfield, when you're walking everywhere, there's no fucking time at all to go no, do anything. Clearfield's Because it's right next to the fucking Freeport Center, so you got a gas station or a park. Right. Where the fuck are you going to go? 
after that you get like hours and then you can go and get a job off campus as well and work there part time essentially hmm. but like living arrangements and everything you have no choice over you go whatever dorm they tell you you don't have a choice of roommates unless you get vetoed out of the room because you're a safety hazard essentially right. or you bring contraband into the place so alcohol drugs anything like that which happened a lot that's what uh, you yeah, hear about no. job course right. you you they search you every time you got security checkpoints you go through they pat you down check your bags everything like that uh they document any cases of std so when you get in you go through a full physical <laughs> you get an std check yeah <laughs> little secret here i don't know if they still do it but if you get a juice box sorry bro you got the clap <laughs> About 25 people in my starting class came out with juice boxes. Oh. Me and three other kids did. Oh, like, that was the... Oh, okay. Yeah! <laughs> but they also told us that at that time, there was four documented HIV cases on campus. When I left, there was 35. Oh, my God. So that goes to show you what happens at Job Corps. People get bored. They fuck like rabbits. Shit happens. It is what it is. Um, drugs were really a big thing. Actually, there was a bit of a big brawl caused by a dude who was a local drug dealer and kind of whoring around. With the chicks, right? Uh, I don't know his name, but I know his street name was Space Jam. Oh, hell yeah. And a bunch of bitches and hoes liked him. and Found out about each other. Yeah, they, they kind of caused a brawl and some chick got busted in the head with a rock. Oh, somebody got, got stabbed, stabbed with a, with a pen- pencil. Oh, hell pencil. yeah. Space Jam must have been laying yeah. that pipe. <laughs> you said it was like what, thirty girls or something? Oh yeah, it was. Like it, a was whole it was like a it was a gang war at the fucking park of the road. There was like fifteen or thirty chicks, and they all knew each other. I mean, he was laying pipe in all of them. Damn, I was like, he was getting it in. <laughs> but yeah, shit like that happened. So that's where the college and shit comes in, and the rules and everything are like prison jail whatever you don't follow them you don't get rewarded you get punished like you can't leave your room shit like that and then you get commissary pretty right. much where you can order shit and they bring it to you so it's you a had, mixture you of had all. To put money on his books yeah like your and you, you had to get money you had to pay for it and then they pay you every week to uh, live there and do your trade and everything like that so composites was my first choice UAW, which was United Auto Workers, was my second. Welding was my third. They let you try out trades your first couple weeks there so you get an idea of what you want. You do a week of KP, which is kitchen duty, fucking washing dishes, being fucking busboy, whatever. And then you go and spend a day in each trade that you want to do. Welding was fucking awesome. I caught on super quick. I was an awesome stick welder for about three hours. (laughs) Until they tried to make me do overhead, and I got slag in my shirt, and it sucked ass, and burned the fuck out of me, and it sucked. I don't like it, but it is what it is. And then composites, they wouldn't let you do anything, but you could go tour the campus and see what it is they were doing, and that's when they were introducing, like, filament winding, pre-preg, shit like that. Right. Very cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> learning all that shit, and I was like, oh, that's dope as fuck, and then auto workers, they... That was fucking a trip. I went in and they had a TRD Camry sitting there getting ready to be dismantled. They had a race simulator. Oh, no shit. And I was like, yo, what kind of shit is this? And then there was kids fucking busting axles in the back and shit. And I was like, all right, this is dope. <laughs> so that was my second choice. Went through everything, did composites. While I was in school still getting my GED, they were like, hey, 
there's an opening in your second trade, but there's a six-month waiting list. They're like, you can go for two and get double certified, but you have to complete the course. Right. Since you completed yours, you can't stay on campus half a day since you only got one class. You have to figure something else out. That's when I signed up for driver's ed, but everything fucking fell apart, whatever. So I got put on the waiting list for UAW. Well, I finished like two weeks after that. So I wasn't given the option to do it. And I was like, well, that would have been kind of cool. But at the same time, I'm thankful because it would have put me there. The UAW program is like a two-year program. Mm. And I was just trying to get out and make money. Because the only reason I went was to get training and get a job to move out and bring my brother with me. Because my brother is like my other kid. I helped raise him and, you know, everything. So I didn't want him to be in the same situation I was in. Hey, you calm down over there. But... (laughs) So I was doing all that to essentially better our lives. So that's where the whole job course situation came in with us and that whole scenario. I was like, look, this is for me. I got to do it type thing. So that's when our kind of break happened. But then we came back and started dating again and fucking been going strong ever since, really. Yeah. Job course sounds interesting, I guess. It's a... It's different. It's cool in its own way. Like I said, I met a lot of cool people. I'm still friends with pretty much everybody I went there with and roomies and everything. But there's also a lot of fucked up shit that happens there. A lot of backstabbing and RAs fucking trying to sleep with chicks and shit. So, definitely no different than a regular world. How can they, like, is it government ran? Is that how they can? Oh. Yep. I was going to say, how can they sanction, like, taking your time, but... I guess it's government-ran, government-funded. Hey, dude. Are you over it? I don't know how you guys are feeling. I'm starting to fade a little bit. Um, I'll wait for her to get back and see if she wants to add anything. We could plan a part three in as well, because I want to hear like, the early days of your guys' jobs. Because where did she work prior to? She's had a couple different ones. Um, so she's pretty much started at Granite School District, doing like uh, she's pretty much glorified lunch lady. Mm. So they'd make all the food to send to the um, schools. Well, I, I guess that was like her first real job. Before that, she was a fucking bagger at Smith's. Yeah. So, uh, I've been kibasa's pretty much my whole life. Fuck. <laughs> Why? <laughs> we just need to make some money and make that reality of open up a shop of some sort. Dog, I'm so damn. My buddy hit me up and he's like, yo, are you willing to move to Wiseco? What is it? Wisconsin. Oh. And I was like, maybe, what's up? He's like, I'm starting a shop out here. And I was like, Dude, if I had a guarantee that I could make enough money to live out there, I'd be down. Because their focus is going to be imports and Americans. So I was like, I got best of both worlds, right. man. What's up? So, uh, I'm thinking I'm, we might be getting close to getting done as we're starting to fade a little bit. I, I can't hang anymore. It's, it's sad. <laughs> it's because okay. you're not drinking, bud. That's the problem. I've never been drinking. Yeah, I know. 
But uh, I wanted to get like um, anything you wanted to close out on, and then I told him I want to do a part three of like you know work like getting into like your adult like working career, and then mm-hmm. as well as like you know the movement into becoming independent, and yeah. then also you know different decisions of like you know deciding it's time to try for a kid and mm-hmm. whatnot like i think that'd be a good close out for part three and then eventually down the road we can have podcasts where we talk about just like crazy fun shit like, yeah <laughs> whatever yeah. all the crazy life stories i mean we're already getting there i know yeah. <laughs> i'll show my titties what's up <laughs> <laughs> what's up twitch what you guys about there used to be crazy this, for that only fans <laughs> there used to be this guy called the mayo king on oh, twitch no. it was back when twitch didn't care if guys were shirtless or not and he would legit sit on stream like he's a big boy. He would sit on stream with his tits out, and just eat mayonnaise. Oh what? my god! Like we're talking like the, the like the, the fucking Costco ones that you oh have to like god. put water and powder in. Ugh. He would mix that shit up and just. Oh my god. Dude, he got popular for a good while, and then Twitch was. We don't really know what happened, but I'd like to think that like one of the Twitch like operators or whatever was like scrolling through and he's like the fuck? what is this shit <laughs> how many nah, years has this been happening we're, we're not we're locking this shit down today <laughs> no more mayo king i wonder if i can find it hopefully mayo king didn't end up like having a cholesterol heart attack or something oh, if he's not dead he probably will be that's like was banned for dude. body shaming <laughs> what who are you body shaming bro dude like the Mayo King was an anomaly on Twitch for a while. Hey, man. <laughs> like, just straight up, just a Mayo. This is Mayo King. Dude. Oh, yeah, I drank it. Like, <sighs> dude was a fucking, yeah, dude was a fucking savage. I get it, fuck it. He was like, he was like rank 10 degenerate. <laughs> like, just <laughs> didn't do shit. And, like, there was, like, a weird phase, too, where it was, like, people would, like, just be, like, laying on their couch and not even talking. And he would just be on his couch, shirtless, just eating mayonnaise. <laughs> like, and, and we're talking, like, these aren't just, like, short streams. Motherfucker no, would, like, like stream for, like, hours. six, seven hours. Just, Dude. like, tits out, be- like, belly out, just... I mean, at least fucking do comedy or something. And people would come in and roast him, and he'd be like, I'm doing better than you, you know, and then drop some words I can't say anymore. <laughs> you know, just eating mayonnaise. And... <laughs> I'm like, fuck, this guy's a savage. I mean, hey, do what you gotta do, but I don't judge. Salty's still here. He probably remembers the Mayo King, because we've <laughs> talked about the Mayo King quite a bit. Hmm. There's also a guy who used to barbecue in his house. Nice. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> Hell yeah. We just straight up just start grilling. And I, got just... a, I got an electric smoker. We can start a trend. Oh, Make some jerky. I'm down for that. <laughs> Ever since Twitch switched from just chatting to IR, or IRL to just chatting, though, it like changed kind of yeah. everything. People mellowed. Mellowed Those a bridges. little bit. Um, yeah, we had, I don't know, I guess for closing everything out i don't know um what was the question again (laughs) well no there wasn't really a question i was just saying like 
you know, That's any great. ending thoughts. Okay. Yeah, for this episode, shall we leave on some other type of cliffhanger? Because, <laughs> I mean, we... We kind of went through a lot of it already with me. Yeah, we went through quite a bit of it. I mean, the things that I'm more curious about is, like, the the gap between, like, you just started composites, you're working, still in college or out of college, I don't... He hadn't, um, let's see, when you started, like, because he started working for NAMO before I finished college, and then yeah. it was, like, it was right before I finished it. Or finish that year because I didn't finish school, believe me. <laughs> um, but I had decided I wasn't going back, so I came home and I got a job at the grocery store by my house. And he lived just down the street from that grocery store, so you know, he was going hey, to back to my roots. I just remembered that. Yep, moving to Mac. He uh, was still work. he was starting work at Namo. He had a bike that he would ride to work every day and he rode the bike and the bus. It's a fucking dope bike, though. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. So when you complete Job Corps, depending on how you do. You get X amount of money. I got like twelve hundred bucks. Oh, nice! For completing my trade, I graduated beforehand, and if I wouldn't have got fucked out of my work release program, I would have graduated with honors, which was a super prideful. And I say I graduated with honors because they fucked me out of it. Yeah. So, what happened essentially with that was, is I finished everything about three months before I was supposed to. So I was like the star example of what you should do at Job Corps. Like, I kept my head down, fucking grinded it out, you know, busting loads everywhere now. <laughs> but uh, I was on work release, and the company I was doing the work-based training for was a competitor for NAMO. Mm -hmm. So when I went and had the interview for that, I told them, I was like, hey, I had an interview here. I don't know, you know, what's going to happen with that. And they're like, it's cool, like, we'll train you in the meantime, and if everything works out, we may offer you a position. A week deep, Nama called me back, they're like, yeah, you're good, like, when can you start? So I told them, I was like, hey, I gotta give you guys, like, my two weeks, like, even though you're not paying me, like, I'm trying to respect the education. And I literally finished the day, and my boss came up to me, and I was like, look, they're a competing company, it's been good having you, deuces. And I was like, oh, shit. So fucking train ride home, I called Namo back. I was like, hey, I can start whenever you guys need me. They're like, well, didn't you say you need two weeks? I'm like, nope. We're good. They understood. They're apparently a competing company, so I can, when do you need me there? And they're like, cool. Orientation next Monday, 9 a.m., be here. So I fucking, when I left, I bought, I had Boost Mobile. I bought this dope Chrome, like, flip phone. Flip phone One with the keyboard and the motorola ones it, oh yeah it was dope as shit i bought that first out the gate or no sorry that was the phone i had i bought like my first touch screen phone way back in the day when i had like 3.2 gigahertz of fucking processing data <laughs> i was like god damn but so i bought that world changer for porn but uh i went and bought a mongoose mountain bike and it was a Pro Series Limited Edition to Walmart. So it was a Pro Series mountain bike from a pro rider. I can't remember his name. But they sold it at Walmart, and I think it was a Mongoose Deception. Mm. It was white, lime green, and it was a 29-inch mountain bike. Oh, wow. So it was it was dope. It was 21-speed, front shocks, disc brakes all around. Dope-ass mountain bike. And I would haul ass every day from my house up to the bus stop uphill, ride the bus for 45 minutes, train for another 20 minutes, go to work, work 12 hours, 
ride a mile back to the bus and train, get on those, and then I'd fucking book it downhill the whole way home on a bike. Jesus. So my calves were fucking gnarly for the longest time. I had some gnarly calves. Because I grew up on BMX bikes, and I didn't know mountain bikes had the super low gear. Right. I only thought they went up. So every time I rode, I rode in the highest gear I could get. And I was fucking cranking it, dude. Right. I was riding uphill at like 20 miles an hour. I was booking it. And downhill was no joke, bro. I'd get going like 60, 65. (laughs) And there's this on 8400 West, or no, 80th West in Magna. There's this little like house farm thing okay and the dude would always have like a mound of dirt in his house and i rode so much i made a jump out of it <laughs> dude didn't care because i'd come and catch like four feet of air every day and he'd be like fuck yeah get it dude. <laughs> this redneck dude just chilling in his yard petting his horses and fucking fat kid comes flying <laughs> and then yeah no it was dope i completed by my phone moved to, i was living with my aunt at the time paying a hundred bucks in rent a month so had a fifty dollar phone bill. I was getting four or five hundred bucks a week, being a stupid teenager buying shit I didn't need. Oh hell yeah! Xbox three sixties, cartons of cigarettes every two days because I could <laughs> afford to smoke that much. Not a smart thing to do. But time, she had to buy them for me because I was still eighteen. <laughs> so I was like, "Fucking get it, bud." I'm six months older. <laughs> and we were fuck. I was eating out every night, like Wendy's, Burger we King, McDonald's. We go to movies, fucking three or four times a week. Why we have such bad habits now? Because we got used to that lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, it was a stupid, stupid teenager. I had no concept of money, but not to blame my parents or anything. But I was never taught like. You know, you need to save or taxes or anything like that. Or, right. So, I had to do his taxes for him. <laughs> I fucking know. I was like, don't they take that shit out of your check? Like, <laughs> right. why do I got to do shit? But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's what it was. But, yeah, so it was about that time, you know. I'm working at Smith's. So I was just a bagger. I had this car that my grandma, when she passed away, she left my dad her car. But um, my dad didn't want to drive it. He had a car, so I... Saved up my money. I bought batteries and I fixed it so it could drive. So it was okay. So after that, I started driving him to work in the morning. So I would spend the night with Cassie. My dad didn't know that he lived there. <laughs> and I'd spend the night with Cassie. And then I'd get up early as fuck in the morning and drive him to work. And then I had to be to work at 6.30 to open the store. So I'd drive him to work early. And I'd drive all the way down. So from Magna, I would drive all the way to... 13th South. 13th South and like downtown Salt Lake. And then I'd drive all the way back to Magna to go and work all day. And then I'd get off and then I'd go. Sometimes Jeez. I'd go pick him up, depending on if he got a ride from somebody at work, then he'd be home. But he'd go back to Cassie's and then I'd be like, Dad, I spent a night at Cassie's again. Eventually I told him that, Mary Jean, yeah, he's, doing, he's staying with her now. So my dad, you know, he caught on. One yeah. day I went to go down there he's like, you're going to see that boy. You're not going there to see Cassie. You should have done that. You and then, like, know. two days later, I decided to say, so he asked me to be his girlfriend. Playing <laughs> pipe the whole time. <laughs> but anyway. um, Yeah, I was working. I decided I wasn't going back to school because I couldn't afford it anymore. And I was not passing my classes, so I wasn't going to keep spending the government money that I was getting if I wasn't going to pass. That could be the cliffhanger, what you went to school for. We could build that into... Oh yeah, the they're doing research by the way. I have that. a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, so there's not a lot of conspiracies about um, Elizabeth Smart herself. Right. 
a lot of weird shit about the guy who took it all. Yes. I got a lot of that info. Okay, I'll shoot James <laughs> the email address to send it to, and that way I can okay. start. Because I'm just about done with her book, which oh. is haunting to listen to. It's tough, but I'm I only sure. have yeah, I only have like two hours left of that, yeah. and then I'm gonna start writing my research for the stream, which will be next Saturday. I'm going to. Well, it looks like you're coming next Saturday then, if they want a special guest. Yeah, if they. Yeah, I'll talk to Holly and see what she wants to do. Because we haven't done Is she any. part of the Read Between the Lines? Yeah. I thought that's why. I was like, her voice sounds familiar. Yeah. She, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's why I was making the comments. I was like, yeah. Uh, Fuck you guys. DCs are the shit. <laughs> I did find lots of weird, weird random facts about serial killers that I didn't know. Some of them I did know, but a couple I didn't. Um, but yeah, so... You can know. tell the one. It's not really a secret. You might know it. Oh, which one? About um, body parts on display. Oh, um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Not only you know did he chop up boys and eat them and have sex with them and all that, he would. I got this from Criminal Minds too, so I don't know how real it is, but. He would cut off his victim's private parts and display them around his house. Oh, Jesus. So he didn't eat those. He just, you know, <coughs> ta-da! <laughs> Dick art. Wiener <laughs> art. Dick art. <laughs> um, and I don't know. Have you heard of Rodney Alcala? I think so. Everything I've ever seen, they only ever call him the dating game killer. He was a serial killer that got, he got onto the dating game. So that old show, like, back in the 70s yeah. where... They'd have a guy answer questions from all these girls, and then he'd pick one, and they'd go yeah. on a date, and yada, yada. He was on it in the middle of his killing spree. Oh, and the wow. lady ended up not going on a date with him because he creeped her the fuck out. And she is lucky because she probably would have died. Save because she was like, nah, shit. give me that creepy vibe. He was creepy, too, but he was he was 70s handsome, so like you could tell he probably got a, the women that he did kill. That's probably why, because right. he was like, <laughs> I think he was the one that... Kind of like Ted Bundy, he would go out to beaches with a camera and tell them that he's a photographer and, God, you're beautiful, you could be a model, come back to my house, I'll film you for free, you know, so. But the whole thing was that. I think he only ended up killing like five or seven women only, you know. Right. Yeah, because we're doing Elizabeth Smart this week, or excuse me, next weekend, and then the next one's going to be Ed Kemper, the <laughs> co-ed killer, and then... Have you watched Mindhunter? Yes. I love, love that, that show. One. And then the... <laughs> The one after that is going to be B BTK, nice. which is just a whole oh, wild. That one's like, that one's like the pinnacle because we started with John Wayne Gacy, which is like, you know, the pinnacle of right. you know serial Polo killer, the like clown. clown killer, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think BTK because like we did, we did John Wayne Gacy, and then we did Mary Bell, who is, mm. uh, she murdered two kids when she was eleven. Yep. Um. And then we did Heaven's Gate Colt last week, which is interesting. We don't know that one. That's, I've heard little bits and pieces. Yeah. I don't know a lot about it. Basically, if you think, if you like UFO aliens and uh -huh. you think the world's recycling itself, oh. you'd probably be a part of the Heaven's Gate Colt. Okay. Especially in 2020. Yeah. Do you like <laughs> Nikes? Because they all killed themselves wearing <laughs> Nikes. Like, this is the cool, this is the dopest shit. I think shit. I remember. They wore, like, the same outfit, right? They all yeah. had, like, the weird yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> if I ever get rich, like, this is the shit that I'm going to be purchasing. 
all the fucking shit that's for sale. You can buy five grand, some fucking 1993 Black Heaven's Great brand new. Fucking A. Dead stock. That makes fucking funny. Steezing in some suicide shoes. Going to dinner, just fucking walking in. They better have been worn by one of those dead people. They probably got grand for it. They were just bought in bulk. Because they were yeah. cheap at the time, oh, yeah, so no, they I just know. fucking. And then uh, we that, did. I remember that part. Better. We did Golden State Killer. Yeah. yeah. He just got let... convicted. Yeah. That dude's a fucking trip. But... He was three different people. Oh yeah. He was so old when they caught him. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, if we're talking, he got away with it for so long. I would think that he's probably the like outside of maybe the Zodiac Killer and like Jack the Ripper, uh-huh. but like Golden State Killer was. The most successful. Oh yeah. Like he evading. If there wasn't DNA testing, like that guy, he'd be dude, good. He, and he was already retired. Yep. He, he was retired. Yeah. yeah. He was like seventy four. Mm-hmm. He's gonna die in like probably ten years. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> He's like fuck it. Yeah. What? So dude. he was. They called him the East Area Rapist before. Yeah. The. What was the first one? Because he was ransacker. just the ransacker. Yeah. Because yeah, he was just breaking city. in. It's all over California because he was just breaking into people's houses and trashing them. Like yeah. he wouldn't take anything. He wouldn't hurt anybody. He'd just break in and trash their house. Straight up mayhem. Yeah. Just fuck your, fuck your house. Fucking remote batteries. <laughs> it was weird, too, because, like, it's hard to figure out, like, his turning point because he, there was there really wasn't anything that, like, his childhood was, oh, wait, no, I'm wrong. His childhood, he watched, like, three people, like, rape his sister oh, when yeah. she was, like, five. Mm. Mm. And, like, I think that's what fucked him up. But, like, there wasn't anything until he got divorced that, really that like, triggered him. But yeah. his previous, like, girlfriend talked about how he, like, she was a virgin. And he would, like, edge himself, mm-hmm. like, with her. Mm-hmm. And, like, they would have sex for, like, six hours a day. Jesus. And she was like, that is just awful. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> James over here like, eh, yeah, is it, though? The Golden State Killer. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> But, like, she would just say, like, she just said it was, like, awful. That is kind of a different thing for, like, a young girl to have to experience. Yeah, like, definitely. Getting into her sexual prowess and, like. <laughs> is this normal? Yeah. Because that's, like, really the only details of, like, stuff that, like, like, oh, well, that's, maybe that's what his problem was. So, but... I listened to the My Favorite Murder podcast. Mm-hmm. They're great. I've been binging it. I'm almost caught up. I'm at 2019 now. Yeah. We're going through that season. But... They did, when they finally, when they first caught him, when they first arrested the Golden State Killer, um, like the one girl, Karen, she was friends with Michelle McNamara, the one who, Patton Oswalt's wife, yeah, passed away, the one, the one that wrote the book about it, like pretty much started the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, they were friends, so when he died, they did that whole episode. But anyway, when they caught him, it was a big episode. They're like, this fucking happened, they got him, oh my god. And um, they had mentioned something about, I think, I think when he went from just ransacking to ransacking and robbing and then to robbing and raping and then all of that, like there was something, I think someone caught him or someone tried to catch him yeah. and he just snapped and like attacked her. That's what I think too. Yeah. Like he just went after her and said, I don't think he killed anybody for years, right? Because he did a lot of the raping and the ransacking for a while. Yeah. I think that, yeah, whatever happened, like maybe he... Went it and something happened and someone got the best of them yeah. or, and then he just decided to start straight up murdering. That's it. Kill him gonna now. fucking take him out. But it was weird too because, you know, he did all this, but then he was clean as far as we know yep. for 
the majority of years, their lives. Yeah. And yeah. just nothing. And then all of a sudden, some sort of, what was it, like, some DNA evidence finally caught him? Yeah. Well, they linked, they started realizing that it was all one guy. Yeah. Because they thought that they this was three rapist, separate people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it, it was a crazy one, and he's, I really look at him as, like, the one that really did get away. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, he's he's going to prison now. Uh-huh. He's probably but at the point where he's like, you fucking live his He life. doesn't even care. He's, oh. <laughs> he's like, just put money on the books. I need to read. The wildest part was how they fucking got a confession out of his dumbass. He's like, they were in, they were interrogating him, and he wasn't saying anything. And then they left the room with the cameras rolling, and, like, he was, like, airing, like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> just, like, under his breath. <laughs> yeah, I did that. And they're like, and they're ah! like the fuck? Hell, I wish I was there for that. Like, you know, they're probably like in the other room, like, like talking, fuck, like, dude, we don't get anything. Shit. And, and they're like, like, wait, what do you say? Remind that. <laughs> that motherfucker just saying I did that. Like, hold like, hey, repeat that. Yeah, what the fuck I didn't you say nothing. Say? <laughs> that is interesting, though. Like, it's so fresh, you know? Like, yeah. it's happening right now. And he just, what, just the other day, they, he finally got fully convicted. He's got like yeah. 160 years or something like yeah. that. Yeah, bro, you're going to make it like 10. Maybe ten at best. I hope if he don't get stabbed before. I hope that he does do interviews and talks Mm -hmm. because he he would be a very well and like he's had a lot of time to like reflect on it, reflect on it, and this he really could like if he stopped doing it because like maybe morality issues or something, and he really wants to like turn the leaf, turn the leaf. He needs to do them, but I don't. The way he talks, he doesn't seem like he's going to. No, he's remorse. just like me. Yeah, he's. I'm just gonna stop because I don't want to do that. I'm bored. Which is a weird one. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I don't know. I'm. I don't feel like I'm sociopathic. In most, I think ways. everybody is a little bit. But... but there's a lot of fucked up shit in the world, and a lot of shit people do like that that you can relate to, and you're like, look, I get it. At the same time, I'm not just gonna fucking go out and start killing a bunch of people. Mostly because, you know, I got a kid now. <laughs> wasn't for that dude, maybe. Fuck. Well, and his stuff just, like, was just so random and obscure. It wasn't, like, yeah, for sure, like, oh, yeah, you did it because of this. Or, yeah, you know. she's like, oh, And I watched enough like... Criminal Minds, you can't pick the same kind of targets. You gotta go all <laughs> over the board. Make that shit look like a meth head running out of dope. We had an, and she, uh, Holly brought up an interesting one that we might do. He, he was a mobster. Mm-hmm. And his tactic, like, 300 IQ. He would kill people and then put them in a freezer and then he would go drop it off at like a random point. Like, let's say he killed someone today, he would freeze them for like six days and then just go drop them somewhere. So then people thought like their date of death was that day because the body's preserved. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It'd thaw out and they'd be like, oh yeah, he's probably been dead like six hours. And fucking, he killed him like a week ago. <laughs> God damn. Like, Dude's over there, like, yeah, what's up? Dude's on I it out. 300 like, IQ yeah, murder spree. 2033, right there. Right. <laughs> yeah. He'd be living in 2033. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I found some facts. So if you want a guest story, if you want some stuff, I'll send it to awesome. you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I'll show my tits. <laughs> well, whatever really... I gotta do to get famous. Mindhunter really got me into Ed Kemper because that guy they picked to play him was like 
You gotta watch wow. the thing that they just released on Netflix that he does. He's like uh, in like the costume or whatever, mm. and he's talking about like being Ed Kemper the character, mm. and he goes through the process of switching to the character live. Oh. It's so crazy because he's all he'll be talking he's like yeah like he has a vastly different voice. Oh yeah, I, he was on my favorite murder at one point. Yeah, time, so. <laughs> and he's just kind of like talking about it. he's like yeah you know you have to really learn his mannerisms and like he does something with his so body different. and then he's like and then you even talk different and like completely switches and i'm like what the fuck he talks about it at my favorite murder because they asked him like how did you like do that because you're like perfect and yeah. he's like it took a lot of work and it was a lot of, and the way he talks like he's it's like he's got he's holding marbles in his mouth yeah. so he's like you know he's all pursed lips and it's that it's deep really voice weird. And he's already tall, and then for the show, they made him wear lifts in his shoes, because Kemper was, like, six seven. Oh, yeah, he's like, if you watch the scenes, like, I'm not wearing shoes half the time. If yeah. he sits down, because they hurt his feet too bad. Yeah, and Kemper's but, an yeah. anomaly, because he straight up was like, I need to stop, I need to go yeah. turn myself in. Yeah, I'm just going to turn myself in. He sat down, called the cops, and said, I'll wait right here, come get me. And he's, <laughs> and he's the trend that we're realizing is, just like John Wayne Gacy, and just like the Golden State Killer... They're above average intelligence, oh, and yeah. they're successful people. Ed Kimber wasn't super successful, but... No, but he was a smart guy. He was very smart. He still is smart, but... Yeah. I mean, at that point, though, it's beneficial to you, because, I mean, what the fuck else are you going to do when you sit in the cell all day? Oh, yeah, just read. Dude, read? Educate yourself? Yeah, I'd be stacked as fuck. I wouldn't do anything but push-ups. I just have a ridiculously large chest. <laughs> and the rest of my body just looks normal. <laughs> you skip like that? Yeah, what about it? Yeah. My chest is like 19 inches, but my belly's the same. I just got like big arms Fucking like right stand. here. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, just all push-ups. All push-ups. Nothing else. <laughs> 3,000 a day. Nope. No. No. I'm beat you in a competition. It's tough. <laughs> He reminded me of what I would do in prison because, like, that first time they go to meet him in, in Mine Hunter, he's like, You want a sandwich? They make a killer tuna sandwich. I'll yeah. get you one. He's like, No, no, I'm getting, no, I'll get you one. Hold on. He's called out. I'm just eating it. I was like, That would be me. You want some food? Like, they got some beef stroganoff today. It's real good. The moment some. when he hugged the guy. <gasps> in the hospital, right? I just don't even know what I would do. <sighs> Bro, Probably what okay. he did. I'd cry and have a panic attack. Like, what? See, my whole thing, though, is. I don't know, I got a weird psyche for that kind of shit, so I probably would have embraced it. I'm like, okay, bro. I, I mean, I would, because I don't want him to kill me in the hospital. But I oh, no, I don't, don't like, want to die by all means, but <laughs> I guess just my outlook on life allows me to not feel a lot of empathy for a lot of shit. So at the same time, I'm like, look, I get it. I'm obviously not going to kill anybody, but... I run into people every day. I'm like, the world would be a much better place if you weren't here. Yeah. Now, your mom should have swallowed you, bud. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I, if Ed Kemper gave me a hug, I don't know what I would do. Because I'm not in his demographic. No. But he did it. So, like, I want to know the real story so of, like, I. why he did it. Maybe I'll try and find that find that to throw it in there. Because it was... Is that who you, okay, wait, I already lost it. You're doing the him this weekend? No, we're doing Elizabeth Smart. Elizabeth Smart this right. weekend, Ed Kemper the following. The following, right. And, and then, then the BTK. BTK. Yeah. BTK is going to be And then the aim is when he makes the moves. Yeah, he makes <laughs> <laughs> So we know this guy. <laughs> so actually, special guest here. Yeah, he's actually on the run right now. <laughs> but he's here. <laughs> here live, our first serial killer on the podcast. This is fucking wild. FBI kicks on the door, we're just chilling, smoking, like, hey, what's, what's up, up, guys? But if you came in and you just admitted, I'm actually the Zodiac Killer. 
I have uh, been. I've just reincarnated myself. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. I want to research him, but he's such a fucking weird. There's so much about it too that everyone's already gone over, and it's like, yeah, you're gonna rehash the same facts. It's obviously but... Ted Cruz. There's obviously. Not gonna lie, there's one I'm really intrigued in, and I will kind of want to do with you guys, but I don't want to. You guys got it's not really like a true crime kind of thing. Okay. Happened way back in the day. But one of my all time favorite things and we brought this up is Elizabeth Bathory. Oh. Mm. So Elizabeth Bathory was a century Pretty a much century. a century ago. <laughs> Essentially she was kinda like um She was a queen. Yeah, she, like a, she was basically royalty in a way. I think she was like higher up, but and a sense she was also a serial killer because she would murder young women as her, her, her servants. Her in waiting, her servants. And, and bathe in their blood to preserve her youth. <laughs> she bathed in it and then she figured out she could drink it yes. and thought that and that would help. It's a Hell yeah. Bad. But Just Google Elizabeth Bathory. Like, if you'll you find got so time, much shit. something that'll kind of give you perspective on it. And it's a very, very dumb B-movie, but it's a awesome. good movie. No. It's called Stay Alive. Stay Alive. So, the whole concept of it, obviously you can look it up, but it's kind of based on her story. Okay. Um, I can't remember the newer movie, but you die in the game, there's you one... die in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, we watched one just about her. I think it was just called Bathory. But... Oh, yeah. They got Bathory. They got Stay Alive. Stay Alive is kind of like a modern spin on it. But, yeah, she, she was royalty of some sort. And it, she, I think the number was at least 12, like, of her personal people. But, like, civilians and stuff was double digits. And there was, like, pools of blood that she would, like, legit bathe in. And, like, she would string them up, bleed them out, and just stand under the blood fountain. Yeah. And she legit believed that it would preserve, preserve her youth and she would stay young forever. The reason why I said hostile, I don't know if you guys have seen that. I haven't. Oh, yeah, I he liked this. it. The second one, there's that lady who gets the super innocent girl with the big old boobies. Yeah, and she fucking has that scythe. That's one of the most, like, because I don't get bothered by blood and gore or anything. And, like, when she starts slicing in the blood, I was like, okay, whatever, it's a movie. But when that scythe is, like, scratching her skin, and I, like, it gives me, like, the fucking back chills. Dude, it's it's great. That little ting. Yeah. Ugh. And then she just fucking hates. <laughs> I haven't. I've not seen it. I'm. I don't mind blood gore and shit, but I can't sit down and say I'm gonna watch this. The hostile movies are pretty rough, <laughs> as far as like yeah. horror goes. Yeah, it's like, not really even. Well, I get it. Yeah, they're good. I I like them, but uh, Human Centipede was a whole different fucking level. I'm not yeah, gonna watch it. Movie. You couldn't pay me to watch that movie. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what movie actually fucked me up, and I used to get made fun of this. And I will preface by the, by saying that I was higher than draft hits when I watched this. Um, Tusk. I, I haven't seen it. it. Is it good though? That's the one uh, Jane Silent Bob made, right? Just well, Silent no. Bob. Yeah, yeah but it's um, what's his face from Justin Jeepers? Long. Yeah, Justin Long. So I don't know. Everything it's... I've read about it, it sounds like it'd be a really good movie. And some of the stuff I've read was like Justin Long was really good in it. He did, you know, a good performance. Yada yada. But... I also did the college one, right? Like sorority or something. Jeepers Creepers. Uh, no. 
but it was also uh, red, red State. Something the like that. The one where he like tries to make his own college because he can't get accepted. No, 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 no. <laughs> just long. It's um. Nope. <laughs> just long. <laughs> <laughs> just long. That's his uh, his new porn name. Just long. Just long. That's my porn name. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Look me up on the hood, man. But uh, no, it's the same. Silent Bob. Fuck, I never remember his actual name. But uh, he did, like, a college movie, too, that was supposed to be, like, I think it was, like, his first horror movie. I think it was oh, called, like, Red State or something like that. Yeah, I just long. saw him the first time in Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> Justin Long? Yeah. yeah. He's in the first one. Well, I know sister. he's in that, but that was the first movie you saw him in? Yeah. I was a sheltered kid. I didn't see anything. Dude, I saw him in a bunch of shit. <laughs> well, it's Jeepers Creepers is one of his first movies. Yeah. yeah. Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. I, I think that's that. when I saw him. And then Dodgeball. Dodgeball is a great one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> waiting. Waiting was the other one. I fucking love Waiting. Dude, best movie ever. I will. I'm have a you ever worked at a restaurant? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, because that's pretty much exactly what it's like. Yeah. Accepted was good in, as fuck. That's the college movie. <laughs> Idiocracy is good. I never watched Barry. Oh, he's kind of real. He voiced him. He was a student real. teacher. Which one was the one where he played the gay guy? I don't know. Well, I forgot he's in Lockhart. Oh, I haven't seen that. So Zach and Mary long. make a porno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> long son died. Oh, he was gay in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's what it was. <laughs> he was in Drag Me to Hell. Do you remember Youth that and Revolt, movie? Yep. Drag Me to Hell. No. It is the dumbest horror like. Oh yeah, it's stupid as fuck. Exorcist type movie. Oh, I never watched it's that It's this one. like pretty little blonde chick, and somehow she gets involved in this thing where they do this seance, and it pulls up this this box and this demon goat oh, shows up and I don't know it's fucking weird Howling and Chipmunks though shouts out both of those <laughs> Ice Tea dude he's been in a lot of shit yeah, yeah. holy fuck stay busy yeah gotta make that money Dodgeball with Ben Stiller <laughs> it's not even Trump Dodgeball <laughs> fucking A yeah. um, Tusk wasn't on there surprisingly Tusk it's kind of like a B movie though, isn't it? <sighs> Listen, I I don't really know what to tell you guys about Tusk. So <laughs> I've read a lot about it. I don't think I'm ever gonna watch it. So, so I'll, no, I mean you probably should. It's I'll go home and look. It, it affects right people in different ways. So like I said, I was higher than draft tits. It's higher than you can be. You should be. <laughs> and my buddies at the time were like, loved this movie because like, it's what? right in the middle between like. If you watch it and you're in a serious mood, it's fucked. Mm. If you watch it and you're in a funny mood, it's, it's funny hilarious okay. because of how ridiculous it is. But I am so... Do you remember that it's the one where he like turns him into a walrus, basically? I'm yeah. so belligerently high that this movie is fucking me up. <laughs> like, the, the old crazy guy in it like is <laughs> extremely creepy, and he does this, like itsy bitsy spider part oh, that no. is just haunting <laughs> like it just haunting okay and i'm sitting there watching this movie and i'm like like it, like You're telling like, my friends i'm like guys this is this movie's i can't watch this, this movie's stuff. bad like i can't do this and they're like whatever and they're like yeah, you know feel like i'm over exaggerating <laughs> whatever yeah. and then it gets to the walrus part and i see it and like i look at my friends i'm like what the fuck are we watching? And they're like laughing, and I'm like, I can't. 
Like, I remember I had to walk outside mm-hmm. and get, like, fresh air because I was so, like, just, this is this overwhelming. Have you seen what it looked like, the walrus looks like? I, no, I've seen one where he had, like, one tusk. He didn't have both. Do you want to see what it looks like? Yeah, sure. Okay, if you look at, if you think, uh, like, funny, right, it looks ridiculous. But if you put yourself in a belligerent drunk or a belligerent high mode, um. Damn, it came out in 2014. Yeah, it's old. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's what fucking the fuck? creepy. You've seen this? No, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the picture oh. of what he looks like. Tusk in three minutes. I'm going to go home and watch it. Oh. I just, like... That's some dope-ass CGI, though. It's all... It's and a special suit. special effects. <laughs> I did fuck me up. Like, a, Well, yeah, I get it. If you're fucked beyond belief, it makes sense. The rest of the old... They made him, like, a skin suit and everything, right? Yeah. And like why would you show elephant tusk? Because <laughs> it's the word tusk. Yeah, fucking Google coming in clutch. Well, and like, <laughs> I won't ruin the movie for you, but this right here uh, is. Yeah. Is that that old dude that's in like all the fucking movies? What? I don't. He's like super southern. Let me see. Who's the fucking cast of tusk? Dude, that sight right there. IMDb? They, some wild shit. They kill it in the movie game. Michael Parks? Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. I was thinking it's him or, uh... Hmm. I don't ever fucking remember, dude. And he's another old actor. Dude, does a lot of Death stuff. Proof, yeah, fucking... Oh, I was thinking... God damn it. Yeah, he's been acting since like the <laughs> way early sixties. Jesus, <laughs> he's like yeah, dad. Sixty, sixty one, the Untouchables, the original. Oh yeah, shit! A TV series. Yeah. You know what's funny? My stepdad, he's old as fuck. He's a cool dude, but he used to watch old shit like that. So when I was growing up, I watched like a bunch of old, old yeah. shows like Gunsmoke and shit. Gunsmoke's good, dude. It was a, it was a wild time back then, like. Shit on TV, you were like, "What?" I like Cheers and like oh, yeah. Mash. I love Mash. Mash was funny as fuck. Hot Lips Hulahan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andy Griffith's show was one of my favorites. <laughs> Andy Griffith's great. Another one was uh, <laughs> the Munsters. I watched those dudes a lot. I didn't watch the Munsters. So but... Dad was Dad was Frankenstein. Mom was a vampire. Or Mom was, was, a, was a Lyra. Was a Lyra, and their son was a werewolf. Where did that come from? The only reason I know about the monsters is it's a slot machine in Wendover. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, we all need to go. Fuck it. Oh, I'm so down. They're Mr. open again. Mr. West here is a fucking... I'm a, he's a gambling addict. fool. I don't go I'm because I lose fix. money. COVID's not giving me my fixes. <laughs> God damn it. So I sit there and play on stocks all day because I'm like, oh, I need my gambling fix. They're Put it all you in were, the wall. Yeah, you were there. Fucking Dogecoin went up. It was like kind of green for them. Yeah, I know. That's fucking brought back. Shout out to Dogecoin. Yeah, if you don't get go get Dogecoins, I can make some goddamn money. Yeah, for please. Real. <laughs> Let's all quit our jobs together. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. Let's just go start preaching. No, you don't understand. If it hits like 10 bucks. Rich. Oprah. Rich. Really? Oprah. Not Winfrey. quite Oprah, but. 
Good enough, I can. I don't know it anything out. about it. So if your thing says ten dollars and you get money, if you sell it or what? So, we bought in right now. He bought in before me, but when I bought in, it was like point zero 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 zero, like six or eight zeros, three ten or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. I spent like three bucks and got eight hundred and eighty-five shares. Mm-hmm. So then I think he, you spent a lot of money. quite a bit, right? Yeah, I got 30,000 shares yeah. now. <laughs> so if he gets it, it. He, he's solid. If it gets to $10, y'all, I'm retiring. <laughs> you know? He's like, I'm not cut, James. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go I'm gonna go to work. Like, I, I don't say the name of the company we work for because they're kind of... They're bitches. <laughs> they, they, they listen to stuff. But I'm going to go in there with, like, 15 grand I'm gonna go throw it at the peasants I don't like and I'm gonna go spike a 60 into the ground nice just hard so, as fuck <laughs> me and Danos thought even if we win like a bullshit lottery like even like a mill like, we're not greedy you could live off a mill pretty comfortably yeah. we'd come into work give everybody at least a hundred dollars just someone would probably give more cause nah, I'm petty like that but whatever <laughs> And I looked straight at Scott and be like, I'm out. Yeah. You might want to walk me out right now. Because if not, I'm, I'm doing some shit I'm on the way out. Swinging on parts. I'm going to fucking throw <laughs> some shit to the ground or bust some shit. But that same note, I know my dumb ass would do some dumb shit. And I'd be like, Yo, fuck all y'all. Who's coming with me? And then yeah. I'd feel really bad. <laughs> you just take like half the crew. <laughs> I got y'all. And then when we get out in the fucking parking lot, I really fuck y'all. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't got your it. Job, deuces. <laughs> I'm going home. In a Ferrari that I just bought. Because <laughs> why not? I would just have a big TV out there, and I'd be playing this video in front of it. This is my favorite video. Like, I it's told you about this. Fucking... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Hold on, you gotta, you gotta put in the, the keyword there. <laughs> oh, here we go, the man. Let me get this sound up. This is what happens when I hit when Dogecoin hits ten dollars. <laughs> My main goal is to blow up and then act like I don't know nobody. <laughs> God, he's such a fucking guy. Oh, dude, fucking riffraff, man. I'm not gonna lie, he's a fucking pimp, dude. I never even, I hadn't heard of him until I saw him on fucking Ridiculousness. No, I saw him on Ridiculousness. Oh, I saw him on Jeez to Gents. And now he's fucking blowing up. He's stacked as fuck. He's been hustling in the games for Forever. a long time now. He just did an interview like last year, and they were like, What do you think about it? Like, I don't care. <laughs> oh, is that the music video for that song? Probably. Oh. I haven't even just, heard the song. Yeah, it's the song and the music video. Oh, no. Not Ram Ranch. What the why, fuck? Why is that played on your playlist? What do you watch? Because yeah. Ram Ranch is, a, is hilarious. <laughs> we can't play that on the podcast. We play it after. Ram Ranch is the shit. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, my lord. There, we can call it. Okay. Right, um, yeah, sorry, I don't have a real good cliffhanger, but... Oh, you're good. Uh, <laughs> we'll get back to it. Part three, probably give us a month or so. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm ready whenever. Tomorrow. tomorrow. 24 hours. Now we know that the baby can fit in here. We can come whenever. Yeah, <laughs> I'll throw his ass in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
good parent, trust me. Just sometimes you got to call. You got to make a call. Yeah. All right, everyone watching and everyone listening to this later, thank you. Um, expect more later. Glad Have a good to night. Baby says bye. Yep, baby says bye. <laughs> <laughs>